Sorry about that break in the transmission there last week. Uh, it was just a really, really bad week. Uh, we had like a just, I don't know. I don't know how much I want to say necessarily, but like we lost somebody really good. Uh, it was very close to us and uh, I've known her for a really long time. And it was just t- tough. It was really tough to get up and talk about that. But uh, she was a librarian. And when I was a little kid, she was the librarian at our grade school and she used to let me take out extra books. So, you know, it's, it's very rare to know someone for so long that has like been a formative part of you in your life. And I just want to, you know, shout out to librarians. And in the spirit of that, we have a librarian with us today. And, uh, our buddy Dan is back. Hello, from- back, Dan. Hey, Hello. Thank you. Um, you remember him from our 450 hour, um, <laughs> review of the fucking Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, it's it's longer it's than the movie. Still ongoing. And you know, and, and you know what? It is still ongoing because I fucking found something out about uh, our buddy Richard Edson again today. <laughs> oh no. Oh, you'll, you'll remember, uh, oh. Richard Edson played Tick in, um, Strange Days and he was also one of the, uh, cousins um with uh what's his name Fucking was, uh, uh, one of the koopa cousins Iggy or yeah. spike, I don't spike yeah one of them yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i think he was spike well today i learned just for no fucking reason that he was uh sonic youth's original drummer oh shit wait what the hell wait what <laughs> <laughs> Richard Edson I had expectations for where this was going, and that sure as hell was not it. Yeah, <laughs> wow, what the fuck? Yeah. From 1981 to 1982, he was Sonic Youth's original drummer, and he played drums for Conk at the same time. After the release of Sonic Youth's self-titled <laughs> album, Edson left the band to play with Conk full-time. Edson also played trumpet with San Francisco band The Offs on the group's eponymous 1984 album. So, oh, what the God. fuck? Wow. This, this dude is just like an onion. So, yeah, we'll be... <laughs> Probably for as long as this podcast lasts, we'll just be getting random fucking Richard Lover Edson Lawrence. trivia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yeah, I didn't mean to keep dipping back into the Mario pool. Um, <laughs> I am Point Ops. Yeah, we're going to take two and a half minutes to say that. And I'm here with Scum. Hello. And Shadow Link. Hey, hey. And, uh, yeah, we got some stuff to talk about. I don't know. It's, it's, yes. We're not doing a movie this time. You're, you're, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> we've saved you from that to for to talk about things far dumber yeah and uh well i don't know who wants to go first uh i'll go first why not all right, right hit me so i have to ask you listener do you do you like money mm-hmm. do you like money being do you want to be a snitch 
Do you want to be a official U.S. government asset? Do I? <laughs> well, now you can. Oh, so good. The State Department, from CNN and many other news sites, because this has been on basically everything from what I could find. State Department pushing the envelope by offering dark web informants cryptocurrency rewards for information on hackers attacking the United States. So that's so like an internship. Basically. <laughs> I mean, you're. Are you going to fucking. God damn it. Well. Oh, God. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Let me cash, man. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, man, it's such a great experience. I'm like, can I pay rent with experience, asshole? You know, like, uh, I'm so glad I'm not the demographic for this. But what? what, 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 what? Uh, well, I sent you that image. Oh, yes. yeah. No. Yeah. I think it's incredible. It's. Uh, we, <laughs> it, it certainly I, is something. It, uh, I, yeah. it was like photoshopped I, together. And it, it looks, was like it definitely looks like something I've seen, like a pop up I've seen on like a shady website. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the image itself, it looks like it had been like, uh, you know, fucking screen capped over and over yeah. again about fourteen times <laughs> until it got all nice and crispy. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, like it's it had been uploaded to Facebook like four or five different times. Yeah, it right. Was, yeah, just <sighs> chef's kiss. Yeah, because it has like hashtag re- rewards and not ransoms. <laughs> I, what? Okay. I just yeah. I missed that. I love oh, it. So so as we oh. as we all know, US has been on is and continues to have because Maine actually had uh its first ransomware attacks against some of its uh sewer uh, water treatment plants. It was okay. against, who would go yeah. after Maine? I don't I, fucking know, I man. Who would leave, leave Maine well, alone? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean we honeymoon there, and it's yeah. it's wonderful. Leave I love that. Like joint. the normal people of Maine alone, yeah. like everybody yeah, who comes up from New York to like I don't know, know, stay I there know. for a weekend. Well, yeah. who co- like everybody who has like a, a like a summer home there or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah fuck yeah, those yeah, guys. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they've got they've got lobster and Stephen King. It's it's a beautiful place. Yeah. It is incredible. And yeah, Maine's Maine's fine. Real Maine. good beer, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Geary's. Uh, S H A uh Hampshire special ale apparently. It was like a twelve dollar twelve pack, and I drank two of them and didn't realize how fucked up I got because these <laughs> things are like eight percent and they're delicious. It's like the best cheap beer I've ever had in my life. So well, look, don't stop fucking with Maine. Anyway, go ahead. Well look. <laughs> well look, if you know anything about the hackers, you can drink a lot of beer. Because mm. with the rewards not ransoms program, you can do that. So there, there. We had the Black Hat Conference last week, yeah. which was, I don't <laughs> yeah. know how, I guess they met in person. I don't know. It was in Las Vegas, as is traditional. And uh, they started, people started seeing that image on cards <gasps> and T-shirts <laughs> and T-shirts. The Black, hold on, just stop for a second. Black Hat <laughs> Conference? Yeah. yeah. It's been around a long time. Yeah. Yeah, Black Hat. Just a bunch of people walk around with balaclavas. Uh, yeah. Defcon just finished Trying. too. I mean, Defcon wrapped yeah. up like what week and a half ago or something. Yeah, like that? yeah. Uh, yeah it's so, been right, a while. Are those all the people that don't do drugs? Yes, of course. I uh, maybe. I mean, this because yeah. yeah, if you didn't know, the U.S. is really we can't hire a lot of these people because the U.S. government wants them clean, and it turns out hackers don't operate that way. No, <laughs> not not to the degree they're asking them. Fuck no. no. And not no. to say that they're not fucking brilliant. Like they're, yeah. they're doing shit that I can't even goddamn oh, fuck. Yeah. But yeah. like there's there's like in the shadows, you know, 
fucking microdosing goddamn psilocybin and smoking a blunt is this dude who has like an entire new neural network, you know, and way to look at it. And he's just keeping it to himself because huh? y'all don't want to hire him. Well, this person could scan, could scan a QR code on the wonderful black t-shirt with hashtag rewards, no. not ransoms on it. And it would take him to the, to the Department of Diplomacy's website for the Rewards for Justice program, which is, in case you didn't know, the program that's been around since like, when, 1980-something? 1984. Yeah. We do this with terrorists. Like if, <sighs> if you want to, if you want to be an informant for a terrorist organization, like there are bounties for like, do you know information about this person? Do you know the location of this person's body who was kidnapped? Here's millions of dollars of reward. Hmm. And now we're finally doing that with uh, cybersecurity. Like, do you, are you, do you know anyone who was linked to any of these hacks, fellow uh, students? God, yeah, you know, Dan, yeah. when you said that, I sent you the image. <laughs> And you fucking brought up the meme, and I'm like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, God, yeah. Because, yeah. quote, within our Are there program. Are hackers? <laughs> basically, yes. Quote, oh within our program, there's a tremendous amount of enthusiasm because we're really pushing the envelope. Every chance we get to try and reach audiences, sources, people who may have information that helps improve our national security. A State Department official said in an interview, the first since the announcement was made, quote, it's been edgy. For some government agencies, perhaps, but we're going to keep pushing forward in many different ways. Hmm. It's it's edgy, guys. Many, edgy. many. Yep. That's what we want, edgy, because that's, that's that's good. It. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. need to catch on to that trend. Mm-hmm. It's edgy. <laughs> good job. So yeah. yeah, there's there's literally. Remember, remember Pepe? That's when that shit was over. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Yeah. Like let's let's be real. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Not like it stopped. That just no. You know, it's just no longer really a thing. Like somebody yeah. does that shit. And it's just like, can you see me virtually rolling my eyes real hard? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're not like, again, you're not the demographic. No, the I'm demographic not the demographic. is no. probably somebody who still buys into the whole edgy bullshit. No, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, like, a, I smoke weed and play Hades. So like, <laughs> I'm not sure on what they're looking for. Yeah. I don't think any of us kind of fit the description that they're looking for uh, because they kind of went the extra mile with this one. And I'm sure they do with all, all, all their reward, all the rewards that they put set up for this program because they set up a dark web site for like, if you just guess <laughs> stumble upon it or like while you're, while you're down, while you're trying to buy illicit firearms, drugs, people, and child porn, you too could be an informant for the U.S. Wait, government. Wait, wait! Oh my God, I'm dying. So <laughs> now, here, like, 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 no, imagine we're approached one of the four of us. Okay, for real. Like, like, look, say they, they, like, they're like, knock, knock. Hey, look, can you just, Mr. we just need Mr. you. Scott. We, yeah. we we require your assistance. Do you have information? Yeah, your nation needs you. <laughs> your nation needs you. <laughs> I just so no, no, so, 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 like to run blades. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my time has come. Oh my god! So 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 what they say then is they're like, okay, so here's what we need you to do. We need you to go to this black hat conference and just fit in. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I've been to like tons of fucking raves and i never felt like i like fit in enough you know what i mean it was it wasn't until like the acid kicked in and i was just like yo man what's up man your soul's cool like this isn't i would <laughs> you do be so look fucking like a trucker until like the drugs kick in I, that is true i could confirm. no for real like but the, the other thing is just like it's just i'm not like i have that kind of social anxiety do you know yeah. where you kind of just 
Uh, cause otherwise I'm going to walk up to somebody and just talk about the last like rabbit hole I went down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's how we just met. don't, don't, don't look up great, grapefruiting. Just, just, <laughs> just don't. <laughs> Goddamn that, that fucking chat thread that I'm in with some friends of mine. Um, anyway, <laughs> just, but that, that wouldn't like, my God, it, it would be hilarious if they were just like, okay, coin ops, we need you to go over there and and get these people to work for us or find out what they're working on and i would go over there and not understand a fucking thing that i saw and i'd come back and i'm like they're doing stuff with numbers and letters (laughs) various sorts of punctuation being used incorrectly that's all i know (laughs) i good god how desperate like we're paying in cryptocurrency which is also the hilarious part i don't know which one i but yeah. they're paying it in cryptocurrency, I guess, to fit in because that's considered the acceptable form of tenure of like N- NSA coin. Yeah. No, that's just, just like a briefcase that explodes. Just give me, you know, the gold bricks, man. Fuck off. You know, this gold gold's where it's at, I guess. I don't know. And they're getting tips. I mean, at least so the officials say, like, quote, this is not a quick process. We're receiving tips. We are evaluating tips. We'll share those tips with the integrity. In- interagency partners they must then use that information and reach out and begin their investigation this is and a long term process with yeah yeah this is so vanilla yeah it's just, the yeah. cia has its own you know what? no that's no it's not it, it's unflavored gelatin yes vanilla <laughs> is a good flavor and as i've discussed i like the glands that they i do too around. yeah <laughs> I like, I like the, gland, the glands are where it's at for many Big things fan. actually that's the second consecutive episode where we discuss the lever at the uh, beaver ass glance. So gonna, <laughs> this may be a recurring uh, segment. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, CIA, just a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's important to remind people that, you know, I mean, if yeah. you're ice cream, you know, just saying part yeah. of that was uh, inside a beaver's ass at one point. Hey, some of the best things come out of a beaver's ass. I mean, yeah, throw yeah. some maraschino cherries in that shit, and hey, I don't give a fuck. Let's go. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. I also uh, really want like some dark web like spelunker to go find like the CIA's website on the dark web because there is one. Like, oh, it, oh, course, yeah, they set it up in 2019. They have an onion network, uh, onion site. Wow. wow, those guys are really For both recruiting and receiving tips. How's that going, guys? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. So, like, from mean, all the kitty porn the CIA distributes, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know that, and you know what? That was a story I was going to cover, and I just don't fucking feel like it because it yep. was just bleak. But like Apple doing that whole thing where they're going to scan all of the like iCloud pictures that you upload to the iCloud for known images of like child pornography, and like I mm-hmm. get, you know, like, yes, the spirit of this is noble. You're trying to do a good thing, but guarantee me that someone with less ethics isn't ever going to be running this program because, yeah. you know, that's this fucked up ratchet effect that we have in this country. Kind of like, you know, we're, we're not going to get into the Afghanistan sitch because it isn't a sitch. It was a fucking mistake. And yeah. like the fallout is just all over the place right now. And all these snitches should keep in mind that uh, we abandon a fuck ton of our goddamn translators and shit there too, Ooh. you know? So, so some of them even getting shot outside of the airport. And, helping you know, us is not helping the U.S. government is not a guarantee of safety. No, yeah. it really isn't. Or, or like a fulfillment of promise. So like uh, anyway, but like it, it when like 9-11 happened, then they started throwing all this Patriot Act shit down. 
And then it just got appropriated and used, however, to do crazy heinous shit, you know, in Guantanamo Bay and everything else under the auspices of protecting fucking freedom. But it really turns out it was just protecting, I don't know, probably fucking opium fields. Like, uh, yeah, we should have, we should not. mm, Anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) Well, the good news is good news and quitting hard, hard quotes. Uh, they are going to be increasing rewards soon because they're, for whatever fucking reason, they're vi- all these motherfuckers are really excited about this program. Quote, yeah. I always felt the RFJ program could do a lot more, Burke said. And this initiative, I think, really demonstrates a forward-leaning, innovative commitment to going after bad guys, I think, will pay div- dividends. I'm super proud to see it. Burke is, you know, part of the Diplomacy Security Service. Right. And, uh, right. yeah. Like, fucking, why do they call it rewards for justice? Is because it's rewards for justice. It's propaganda, but why do you think that's going to work on a hacker? Like, why do you think that's going to work on someone who oh, man, can't, just can't. hates you? Just tell them you're going to give them money and then, yeah. like, fuck off, I guess. But, you know, the guy's got his hat on backwards and his yeah. t-shirts from the movie Hackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hack I mean, the planet, bro. I mean, have they ever, like, there's a much older phrase that is, like, stronger and has reverberated through at least five decades. The uh, snitches get stitches. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, that mm-hmm. always ends up being true. I want to tally. I want, <laughs> like, like, it's especially, especially among hackers. Like, do yeah. you think you're not going to, you're like, nobody's going to oh. find out that you told someone else? Yeah, oh, yeah. Fucked. Hackers, the yeah. least vindictive people on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless we're getting... Especially oh, when ahead. you're in a situation where it's like you, you, you're you a hacker and you're working with someone else and you and this other person are the only people that knew this information that suddenly right. came to light at the uh, at the uh, Department of uh, Justice or whatever. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, what's that, what's that mm-hmm. fucking uh, saying about how, like, you know... It, like, once you have a group larger than two, like it's a conspiracy and it just, it's the, the whole system falls apart basically mm-hmm. because, you know, it's hard enough to get two people to agree on something to make an organization. But once you start getting into like five and 10, you know, yeah. there's always going to be that one fucking person that's not on board all the way. And yep. I kind of uh, like, I know we're, we're never going to get these numbers, but I think it would be interesting to see how many people we've rewarded in the past using this program and how well they're doing now. Yeah. Because like, they're buying Tesla's in Belarus. <laughs> basically yeah or like their compatriots like hey bro it's a lot of money you got there yeah n- nice scooter like, buddy yeah basically <laughs> like I said this has been used for this is a terrorist program we've been doing for a while like mm. just to find information to identify victims of terrorism because most likely they're dead and we'd like their bodies back but for this it's I don't know they're expanding mm. using cryptocurrencies, so I'm glad our tax dollars are going into the purchase of cryptocurrencies. Oh boy, and yeah. that's something they're really right. excited to expand into. <laughs> so parentheses redacted close parentheses coin. Yes. <laughs> oh fuck! They even said in this article too. Oh like, my god! The what, NS- which one? Which one? Which coin? Just I mean, it's yeah, all I don't know. Like, I don't one? know. I do what not know. Fucking! They literally said in the article they still use suitcases suitcases full of money, and I'm like, just do that, just do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that. like unmarked bills. Come on, like, yeah, it is do the that. Best, most immediate fucking way, man. Holy shit, greenbacks, yeah, I, man. Like, yeah, things I can real. use you, immediately. You think now. that you think that your digital currency isn't being traced because yeah. it's a 
it's special somehow uh, because hackers. it's digital. <laughs> it's like everybody putting the word crypto in front of everything. Like I got a crypto coffee maker. Go fuck yourself. You know, like just get <laughs> yeah. out of it. It's like cyber back it, It's, like, it's a new quantum. Yeah, quantum. Yes, thank yeah. you. We could draw, draw a direct thread to stupid words that nobody like fucking uses anymore. But yeah, like, quantum podcast, things. guys. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> remember, remember e machines. Yep. Oh mm-hmm. man! Oh, oh e everything, and then like iCarly, which might be a good show, but I'll never know because it does that. And it's I'm a that, Mac user, and it pisses me off. Just don't do that. <laughs> don't just stop it. And you too, Mac. Yeah, fucking quit it. Anyway, yeah. um, so that's, wow, that's my advertisement for the United States government, and uh, <laughs> I will be receiving my my uh, untraceable bills soon. Yeah, <laughs> in a suitcase. Also, a suitcase. If, also, if anyone's been to like those conferences, if you're a listener, you've been to those conferences, and you have the physical card, that like postcard thing they gave at these conferences. Talk, okay. message me on Twitter. I want one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really do. DM uh, the low life uh, Twitter. Oh, I'll, I'll fucking post it. Yeah, know. please. I want one. I really do. They look ridiculous. I'm gonna frame it. Uh, I'd, I'd just be curious if the image quality is any better on the printed thing. Yeah, they don't. They <laughs> I, does, I, 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 <laughs> I think they're trying to like really make it look like a zine, like something uh, that's been like super fried, you know, like over wrapped. <laughs> well, they're trying to make it look like those fucking pop ups. That's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Obama's yeah. watching you. Yeah, oh, that's it's like a GeoCities in real life. Maybe if they were on more drugs, they can make something better. Oh my god. Too they're, bad they're they illegal. Hire a marketing firm. They fucking hire outside mm-hmm. contractors all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. I mean, what the fuck. They clearly didn't have the budget for this. They were too busy buying cryptocurrency. No. <laughs> I'll just be sitting here, you know, waiting patiently for them to leave a suitcase full of money at my front door and then I'll yep. make a better fucking card for them. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that, you know. I don't wanna. All right. Who else wants to follow up my uh wanna smoke weed and play Hades? Anyway. Um <laughs> Yeah, what do you got, Shadow Link? Oh, uh, well, you know what? I don't really have much, but uh except good. except uh I mean uh, so I've been moving servers the past uh week or so and a couple mm-hmm. weeks and um but in that time, you know, I've just been I kind of decided to have a little, uh, little like, uh, game convention for myself because I found a bunch of uh, demos on Steam. So, uh, <laughs> so I went through. I've been going through a bunch of uh, demos for cyberpunk games on Steam, and mm-hmm. well, I guess I'll start off with the the game that I started with was of course a hentai game. So uh, it's called uh, okay. Third Crisis, and. Um, <laughs> Say less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's something I want to bring up though. Like I feel like that the uh, the realm of sex shouldn't be like barred from being a topic in cyberpunk. No, or sex no, absolutely sex. not. Yeah. No, I, yeah, but this was this was very porny, and it wasn't. I mean, it it didn't really hit all the notes quite right it was it was strange um yeah it did get I you mean, juiced it was, up I, it, was, it was it was all right like <laughs> craving any you know calamari there was an interview with the, the guy that like in, basically invented it and um i god i, I wish i had 
prepared for this uh, <laughs> because like this interview was actually really interesting with the dude because they have this like there was this like ban on nudity in in, in manga so he just started making it absurd and he's like he didn't say anything about a <laughs> and i was like all I was, right dude okay yeah. i never yeah. would have thought that was your motivation when we do the uh, teledildonics episode we'll uh yeah. <laughs> oh no okay <laughs> oh man! I, all I'm thinking about right now is that scene in Maniac with when you first meet Justin Theroux's character. Just oh, uh, I haven't seen it. Or, or oh no no no, you meet the show. Okay, because there's yeah. a movie with Elijah Wood that's all like POV that I haven't watched. No, 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 no. I'm aware of it. But um, no, my God, that that scene where she, he's caught and he's got the thing on, and it's just they hold <laughs> the shot for like seconds. We got we like, got to talk about that series. We do. No, that, that shit was fucking great. But oh my god, that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh man, it's so good. I, All right. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, I picked out a bunch, like, I have like 20, 30 demos that, so I should probably not go through each one beat by beat. But uh, <laughs> um, I did play the Lacuna Prologue, which was, so there's there's like a resurgence in like cinematic platformers lately. Um, like, yeah flashback that kind of thing yeah um, yeah i loved flashback when i was a kid mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I loved it more than prince of persia yeah <laughs> and it's a similar you know back in the day it was a similar sort of timing based jump thing you know what i mean yeah, like yeah you know, yeah. yeah well it, it was hard as a motherfucker yeah. yes it was uh, <laughs> that game was hard anyway oh yeah sorry. no i i i just played through that a couple years ago and it's yeah it's still difficult i don't know if it holds up necessarily no. but i mean it's a memory uh, thing too it's yeah, kind of yeah. like uh, well, and uh, like when you're a kid your act your imagination is less structured less oh, I'm uh, more active all and, yeah. yeah yeah so it's you know all, all they really need to do is show you that few frames when he's like picking up the oh, like, yeah. alien device and then the way the as a kid as a, yeah as a kid you know that's like whoa that's like i mean that probably just had the gears turning but yeah. uh yeah but so I played Lacuna and I played the demo for a game called Lunark. Um, okay. And they are both, they're both, uh, they both take place like off planet. Um, I, so it's kind of got like, Lacuna's got kind of like a, uh, like a terraformed Mars feel. And okay. Lunark is definitely, it's just, it's very much flashback. Um, okay. There's like bright colors popping everywhere. Um, and so they both have uh, very similar me- mechanics and very similar names. It's kind of hard to keep track of which one's which. Uh, right. But Lacuna seems like more of a... Um, it seems it's a lot more dialogue-heavy than uh, than what I played for Lunark. And Lunark is essentially... It's like beat for beat, just the beginning of... Uh, um, uh, the beginning of Flashback. Uh, oh, okay. Right on. Yeah, because, you know, uh, you find, well, your character uh, uh, is sent to an ancient temple uh, that's, you know, got little spiders crawling everywhere. Uh, and um, and it's, it. I don't know, it's just, it's very similar to Flashback. I guess I don't really have much else to say. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, hey, game mechanics, it's funny because like a complicated game isn't always fucking fun. Yeah. yeah I bought a goddamn flight stick. I still haven't mapped a fucking elite dangerous to it yet because it's just a nightmare. 
Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I want the flight stick. I can use it like this, but I can't do that. You know, it's like, I don't have that kind of patience or time. Yeah. So ultimately, Lacuna was more of uh, just an intro to the game. Um, and then you didn't really get into the mechanics too much. But Lunark mm. was, yeah, it was very much that same sort of like uh, um, flashback sort of uh, mechanics. And like... Down, down to like the the whole jumping mechanic. Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, very. Like similar. you have to but, wait to the last more, minute. Yeah, more playable and, I uh, and. The the combat is also a little bit easier, I think, than in, than in flashback. Personally. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah combat and flashback is a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. That was that was the hardest part of the, that game for me. I mm-hmm. think. This is like an updated uh, version of like the older yeah. title, basically. Yeah, I like okay. I like seeing that come back to life. Yeah, um, that's always fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, the graphics on both of them are gorgeous. They're both pixel pixel graphics, but mm, Lunark okay. has this thing where it's like it's like pseudo three D, so okay. it looks it looks really cool. And I've been seeing that a lot lately in video games. Yeah. I like that. Um, that like, I like how it's, like Braid it's, did it. Kind of, yeah. 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 Um, their backgrounds on that game was fucking sick yeah uh but it's it's more like it's a 3d model and then they map like a kind of a grainy pixel uh look over it um i don't know how else to to describe that uh but it's it's very reminiscent of like early uh 3d games Mm. Uh, i also played uh justice.exe the demo for that game. Okay. Which oh, that sounds yeah. It, uh, I think I mentioned it before. It was um. I uh, so it was like uh, what's the game? Um, Phoenix Wright. It's like it's essentially a Phoenix Wright uh uh okay. kind of game, except that you're you're the lawyer for a bunch of robots that come in. So okay, that sounds play. funny. Oh yeah, no, it was <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, it was it was more interesting than anything. It was like uh, I, I wanted I wanted there to be more comedy, but uh, uh, okay. But you're the, you're dealing with the fucking three laws all the time and shit. Well, you you just play. Well, so the the premise is that uh, artificial intelligence across the planet are becoming self aware, and okay. uh, so they have human rights now. Um, so the first case is a civil. Uh, lawsuit oh. from a gardening robot that's been out of work for like 20 years or so. Uh, See, that sounds less funny and also better than depressing. like... It's actually yeah. kind of depressing because because yeah. uh, this this guy, uh, well, this, this uh, robot, um, you know, that's kind of been down on his luck uh, uh, is in <laughs> like a char- charging station in the parking lot. So I know this robot. Would, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, this, this robot featured on a Deltron thirty thirty album. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was literally there's this there's a track on there with Lonely Island, and they're playing two old men yelling about fucking they don't understand the kids and their hoverboards kind of like rap. It's really, <laughs> but like to start it off, they're like, "Hey, homeless robot, give us a beat." <laughs> <laughs> And like homeless robot is like I haven't eaten in days or something like that. Like it's <laughs> oh homeless robot. Oh my god! That 
Event Two is is an incredible album by Deltron Thirty Thirty. You should definitely listen to all of it. But like that bit is not being. I'm not even the biggest like Lonely Island fan, but that that shit slapped. That was funny as fuck. Anyway, back to Sad Robot Lawyer game. Yeah. Uh, so the first case is you know this uh, this kind of out of work gardening robot that went to a public access uh, terminal to charge itself. And then a, uh, some dickhead in a tow truck came over and fucked up all of his shit with, a, with like, a giant magnet. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, I, I honestly felt really bad for this robot because I was like... Writes in notebook, bring magnet everywhere. <laughs> um, okay, cool, cool. More tactics. Yeah. So, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was, um, it's interesting. I, I and... There's a part where you actually have to like specifically talk to a security camera that witnessed the event. You talk to oh, that's the cool. camera itself. Dude. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's now awesome. is it so, does it do that thing like visual novel style where it just like goes to different backgrounds and then you just have dialogue and it's it actually all takes place at your computer, essentially. Oh, uh, okay. Or at your desk. Um, so you like windows will pop up and that's how you interact yeah, and shit. Kinda, okay. Kind of. I mean, yeah. it, it's you're sitting at a desk and I think you're looking down. The screen is like a tablet that has all the information of oh, okay. each case on it. Um, is it is it text heavy or are there like graphics? It's 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 all text. Um, okay. Well, it's all text other than like the images of who might be talking. At the okay. Point. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a man. thinky brain game. Yeah, yes. and yes, and I mean there are some there are like you know, they'll have like a damage report which is image based or a uh like mm. a screenshot from sure. the footage that you saw. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like when you're doing it's, investigations in like justice or what's that judgment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But except that actually is a beat 'em up too, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Then after that, I played oh I played Ultra Kill for a little while. So that one is uh it's very run and gun. It's a farming yeah. game, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, oddly enough, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, the thing is, is uh, instead of like you know just plowing the fields, you're actually after someone with the combine harvester, though. I'm going for the. I'm going for the uh, not green thumb uh, achievement, where you basically do your best and everything dies anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, looking at you. You're a type uh, of farmer, just you know, for blood, but it's inside yeah. people. <laughs> like the, I can, I can, I can maintain the hardiest robots. spices, and that's it. Like your fucking fruits and vegetables are screwed in my yard. <laughs> uh, I blame decades of you know living under a fucking flight path. Apparently, it, it, like this ground has been under a flight path forever. So, yes, the ultra kill. What is what is that about? So, Pardon I mean, me. we talked about that. Yeah, there's not much of a not much of a premise to it. You're just a killer robot that's uh, sent down into hell, I think, um, or something sure. that's meant to represent hell. And why not? You run on you run on blood, so you have to kill everything. Oh. It's a very it's very like '90s Doom style run and gun kind of uh, gameplay. Is um, it first person? Yes, very fast paced. Okay, yeah. It's got a little bit of that like glory kill, like Doom, and that uh, that that only great, truly great uh, Warhammer video game, uh, Space Marine. Yeah, <laughs> where you have to like get into this shit and kill things to get the health, like with oh, your yeah. saw. Oh, I love that game so much. All right. Oh, this one 
Nuke Zone. I played the demo for Nuke Zone, and like this one isn't really cyberpunk. It's just it's a synthwave. Like you're uh, you're, you're playing as a, a hover tank in like a synth synthwave world, and it's I mean it's it's simple and it's fun, mm-hmm. and you know it's I mean it very like it's very speedy mechanics. Like any like Roman busts. And unicorns floating in the air. <laughs> I mean, well, that's that's vaporwave. You're, we, if we're if oh, we're splitting hairs here, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know the difference between two yeah, things no, it, that I don't really. Know palm anymore. trees everywhere. Mm. Yeah, it's just like you're driving around. Uh, I don't know the warthog in uh, the Tron world. So mm, that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I love it, but. Very, very basic. Uh, and I also played Whisper Trip, which... Whisper Trail? <sighs> Whisper Trip. Oh, Trip. I yeah. See, it's, I thought that I heard it wrong, hmm. and that's why I was like, well, this this will make more sense, and then I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that feels yeah. good. Anyway. Uh, so that's, that's like a hardcore action platformer. Um, it's very much in the same vein as uh, Katana Zero, if you guys have played that one. Mm, um, okay. But it's like full 3D, uh, and it's um, it takes place uh, in the jet, like the vague future, I think, uh, where, you know, killer robots. So it's, a, it's a very Blade Runner-y kind of premise. Um, okay. And, is it like a brawler? Uh no, it's it's very timing based and it's the the demo it makes it feel very um it's not it's not polished I don't think yet because uh, okay. you can tell what they're trying I can well it, I think you can tell what they're trying to do with the gameplay is make it very make it sort of like a motion puzzle because you'll hmm. enter a room and there'll be maybe like three or four guys Two of them have guns trained on you. You have to figure out which ones, you know, you got to take out first. Super hot. Yeah, essentially. Uh, It's it's that same kind of gameplay. Just, you know, you don't get to slow everything down. Um, Yeah. uh, Uh, Like, like what's that? That fucking uh, Hotline Miami and shit? Yeah, yeah. It's very, very much in that vein of uh, that kind of gameplay. But so I was on the first level. And I was doing pretty good, I think. But then I got to, I think, the end of the level where they are just throwing a bunch of guys. Like, a, and it's it's fun because like everybody who uh, who's a target has like a purple X over their face, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just a bunch of suits, like a bunch of guys in like formal wear with red shirts. And, right. Um, I think that they are like they're hard. Uh, harboring like androids or something, uh, mm. and you're essentially a Blade Runner. Um, so except you're, you're fighting except the white, you had a katana. Um, you're fighting the servers at a banquet hall. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, yeah. put up with enough shit, man. And now you're coming into the event. This is Brenda's big day, man. <laughs> <laughs> she is a bridezilla. Yeah. So She's, I. I got stuck on that part of the level, but uh, um, otherwise, I thought that the well, I think that it could be improved. Uh, frame rate was a little low on my end, but 
I mean, I'm sure that they're going to pull that together before, you know, they uh, at the release of the game. So, you know, I feel it, it was otherwise pretty, like, pretty damn good for it. I do, uh, I do hate that when there's like a you're, you're having you're having a real good time. And then there's this like one bit that it requires like something you just don't have. Yeah. You know, well, Max, what I noticed on, on one of those where you like fight this gigantic fucking gun battle to get into like this this cop office, basically, was yeah. like station and then like suddenly coming out of like the captain's office is just endless dudes with armor and shotguns and they get close enough to fuck you up every time and it's like where am i supposed to go like get the fuck out of here and yeah. i know it's well, beatable, the problem but- i had with a, a lot of the problem that i had with this one is it seemed like it seemed like there was a certain sequence that you had to kill right like i uh, a certain sequence that you had to follow in, like which enemies you had to kill first. I guess. Mm, so it's almost like turning into, you know, it seemed like that, but then, but then also there would be times when someone would shoot, like sometimes I noticed in this game that there would be sometimes where an enemy would have his gun pointed at you, but he would never shoot at you until mm. you like attacked or you did the uh. action. Um, so I'm wondering if that's, what kind of triggers those events uh, in this gameplay. Um, but the problem with the last time was I, there wasn't a pattern that I could really, some, sometimes a guy would shoot a gun too early. And, uh, and then, you know, and this is a, you know, since it's a hardcore game, uh, it's, it's a one, sh- uh, one hit kill. So, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it's a game where you die a lot, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's all Hotline Miami, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, <laughs> I want to see more of it, but I want to see the gameplay polished a little bit yeah, more too, yeah. a little so, more playtest, a little bit, yeah, a little bit more predictive um, or predictable, I guess. Man, those or, close to great some escapes, sort of, man. Yeah, uh, so, yeah so I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's all right though. Uh, oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also played Mind Scanners, the the demo for Mind Scanners, which mm-hmm. is the. Uh, the kind of it's that looked really kind of cool, looks actually. like yeah it kind of looks like if if you don't remember it's the game like kind of looks like uh, papers please um, except that you are a therapist and your daughter is being held by a mega corporation and, oh, until yeah. you uh, until you declare everybody sane um, and the way you do that is by like hacking into their brains and it's kind of terrifying like oh, it's great. really fucked. The first person that you, uh, or no, well, the first first patient patient that you diagnose thinks that he's an oak tree. <laughs> so, I do too occasionally. <laughs> I can totally relate. You know. so well, this guy wasn't actually. This guy yeah. wasn't on mushrooms, so I. So oh, yeah, neither am I. I'm just old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you. It's interesting because there there's a personality bar, and the more actions that you uh, like, the longer it takes you to essentially reprogram a person. Mm-hmm. Um, the more their personality becomes strained. <laughs> so mm. you might end up leaving, like you might technically end up uh, being successful, but mm-hmm. it it might also be you just lobotomize this person essentially. It's, I was gonna say, can you go full fucking scanners? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I. You might be able to. I, I could see that as a possibility. One of my favorite parts, though, was uh, you, should, you should do a scanner run, man. <laughs> there, feel better. So there was like a uh, no, yeah. One, well, so the 
The second uh, patient that you uh, treat is actually this journalist who, yeah, literally d- dives into people's minds and she is psychotic. Like she tries to like fuck you uh, uh, the moment that you walk in. Yeah. And oh boy. <laughs> um, and this is like, yeah, it's just. Oof. And she's like a very sadistic woman. She's talking about like. She's also a cat lady, but like oh, I thought you were gonna say she was Catholic, and I was like, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, her job is to like you know dive into the minds of people who like seen atrocities and whatnot. It's like, yeah, yeah. problems yeah. we well, didn't know we'd have. But the way that she talks about it, though, is that she she took pleasure in doing that. She enjoyed tearing the information out of these people's brains. You know. Um, I guess if you do it long enough, you go one of two ways with it. You know, you either become like a shriveling fucking like fucking just lobotomized fool, like on the floor of a padded room somewhere, or it gets you off. And then you you do that enough that way. And it takes you to a whole new level of, you know, everything is a chess piece. Everything is an object to be manipulated. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I get it. And the most interesting thing I think about this game is the way that they quantify mental illness. It's yeah. like they say that you have this kind of madness, you know, uh, and they give you a certain set of glyphs that you're supposed to delete from this person's mind. Mm. You have seven madness, you know, you <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? And- you have bottomless Your level of is madness. <laughs> <laughs> you are oh, shit eat crazy. You have and all the soda. So madness. you do you do get contact. Someone actually faxes you at one point. I I think they're called Moonrise. Um and they are a rebel group. And oh, okay. before the end of the fax? demo, what? They send you a fax. Yeah, and before the end of the end of the demo, they say accept any birthday invitations that you get, and I really want to know what that birthday invitation is, what it looks like, <laughs> how do you get it? <laughs> I just found out that Dolly Parton has a fax machine <laughs> that she still uses to this day. She sends letters to people with it. Way to way to uh, yeah, roll that into the co- nice nice segue. <laughs> That's very relevant. <laughs> That's the only other. That's a, like the only person on the planet Earth right now who has a fax machine and is cool. So like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, fair. yeah. Just putting that in there. Uh, yeah, cool. I like it. Well, yeah. Uh, so mind scanners. Yeah, I would definitely check that out if I was any of you listening to this. Um, right on. Now you yeah. said you were looking at twenty to thirty games. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit. Okay. Uh, the last one I want to talk about though Thank is. You. Uh, <laughs> Read-only memories neurodiver. Oh, wait, what? Read read-only memories neurodiver. Okay. Uh, yeah, so like I read the first well, I played the first uh read-only memories game. I was gonna say I have that. I haven't I never finished it. Um, it's it's all right. It's a little too bubblegummy for me. Like and, and I mean I for some reason, like even though I'm bi, like I I, I never really latched on to like LGBT content for a lot of the time because yeah. I, I feel like it I'm not a very happy person and a lot of LGBT <laughs> content is uh, is I think designed to uh, to like 
make the LGBT community let seem less threatening and which, you know, is important. Um, yes. but it's, it's not my thing, unfortunately. Right. No, I, um, I get it. I'm the yeah. opposite uh, because I like <laughs> blood guts and make it cute as shit. Yeah. Cause that, that <laughs> makes me feel good for just a little bit. Yeah. Like, like lollipop change, huh? Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I love that like shit. Edgar I think Suko. it's yeah. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Makes me feel good. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that, you know, 2064 was all right, but I, and there were some parts that were really cool. It's very, it's very uh, similar to Snatcher, if you guys have ever seen a playthrough mm -hmm. of it or played mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah, yeah. That old yeah. Uh, Kojima game? Yeah. yeah. It's basically just good Blade stuff. Runner. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like that and Police Knots way back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, either one. Rise of the Dragon, too. Mm. Anyways, yeah. uh, so, yes. like, but I started playing Neurodiver, and it starts off, like, it it throws you into, like, you get to know the, the world of 2064 really well, um, but this first whole segment is just, like, completely new shit. I mean, mm -hmm. not all of it. Uh, in this world, there are furries. Um, cool. And... Right on. They tried to kind of uh, like present their struggle as the uh, as the same as like the trans struggle, which it's not um, yeah. in the first no. game. Anyways, I I hope that they I hope that they learn from that um, in this one. Uh, but I uh, so the first thing uh, the uh, first thing that happens is you're you're sitting in a room and your character's name is is ES-88. I don't know exactly what she is. I think she's human, maybe? I don't like but that she's got, <laughs> But she has... It's like a code name, I guess. Um, sure. Yeah. And then uh, she's in this room, and she has to study for a like an exam on the Neurodiver, which is a psychic... It looks like a cuttlefish that is contained within like a little vial. And it is a purely psychic being that uh, allows someone to essentially uh, like debug a person's brain the way so if you go to the club and, you, and there's no way it's really, backfire. Yeah. I like, mean, so if you just like, if you take one, then how long does the rave last? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's, uh, that's what, well, like, the first thing that you do is you go into this, uh, I mean, I don't know what else to call him other than a furry, but like, a, uh, he's like a, a, no, he's a hybrid. Sorry. Uh, he's a lion. Like he has, he's had gene therapy, gene therapy to make himself look like a lion. Um, oh, okay. okay. But he's also, he's like also ex black ops. And so you go into a memory that has been cool. corrupted because he's like, uh, he's part of this squad that was, you know, after, um, after this war that happened in South Korea, uh, uh, he was on this job with a couple of buddies and they think that he screwed them over by, uh, um, finishing a deal that where they just have to transfer a, um, a data chip that uh, holds the ability, well, holds the information on genetically engineering um, an esper into existence. Um, yeah. So, but what 
So you dive into this memory and you find essentially glitches. Uh, at first you find there's a baby at this bar <laughs> that that's tending the bar uh, that you're at. Sure. And, um, but then you find out that's, that's just a, a glitched memory. That's something that was an emotional, well, that had, has emotional resonance with this, this host. Um, mm. And I. Uh, Sounds very dreamlike. So that, it it yeah. really is. It was really interesting. And I really like playing through this first sequence okay. because, and the end of the sequence ends with you go to, the, you go over to this table to meet with this guy that you're supposed to give this data chip to. And, but he's like, he's fucking weird looking. He's got like green skin and like pointed, uh, elf ears. And he's like talking to you and he's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fuck with your memory. I'm going to make it seem like you, or I'm going to make you think that, uh, you completed the deal and you gave all your money to your friends. And then he does the same thing to, you know, the rest of his group. And Mm. I just really like the concept of like that whole the brain as a supercomputer kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the way, the way that it kind of, uh, sort of meshes the sort of analog, uh, nature of the brain and the digital interface that they're using. Yeah. I like, I think that like the computer model is useful to a point. Yeah. But it just, we literally don't know how this fucking oh, yeah. shit works at all. Yeah. Like we, it's, it's like lightning and jelly in our head somehow. And we're like, we make bridges. It makes no sense. You know, that it works like that at all. The fact that I'm able to like, Oh man, fucking the last time you had a dream that you remembered, you know, like that's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I played cyberpunk 2077, well, no, man. That thing was glitchy as fuck. This, yeah. this game, well, this game doesn't treat memories like scenes in your life. It's not like you're replaying a scene necessarily. It Because no. the scene is actually sort of aware that it's not what, like a, a it's, it's a faithful depiction of what happened, but it's not how it actually happened. So like an inception sort of background as opposed yeah. to uh, like an edit. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like that makes sense. Like, makes a, sense. like a direct flashback. In yeah. yeah. But then the assets are all misplaced. Yeah. Like this yeah. is the thing that happened, but the baby's bartending. You got to yeah. have to deal with that guys. You know, it's just <laughs> because this guy, you know, hacked into your brain. Holy Uh-oh. shit. But yeah. yeah. And I like, I, I like media like cyberpunk media that sort of delves into that idea that I that maybe we'll grow another lobe in our brain and somehow we'll have the pattern recognition ability to you know see the future or uh, tell what someone else is thinking that kind of thing but yeah yeah I like it I like it when that pops up it's always interesting yeah, like yeah, cyberpunk yeah. tries to explore like psychic phenomena like psionics. Yeah. like that's yeah. Always, yeah. I think that yeah. that's always yeah. fun I mean yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It depends on how magic-y they make it. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Yeah. Like, if you can because, back it up, I'll fucking accept it. You know, yeah. like biotics and my, my Mass Effect. You know, it's like, uh, like nano machines. Okay, fine. At least you said the word. Or like the Envoys in uh, in the Ultra Carbon. In Ultra Carbon. Um, mm. They're basically, it's just, they they treat them like they're supernatural, but they're just 
really good at pattern recognition so they can mm. tell what's about to well, happen. Like, well, like the telekinetics in Looper, you know, yeah. that there's like yeah. one good one and everyone else are just assholes <laughs> flipping quarters. Like right. that, right. that was, oh, man. yeah. Uh, all right. So that's all I got. I mean, I, yeah. I think that, uh, uh, Read only memories. Neurodiver was probably my favorite. Looks cute as fuck. I want to. Yeah, I want to see where it goes with that story. It's really yeah. interesting. So yeah, I'll have to. I have to get into the other one at some point. I've yeah. just been smoking weed and playing Haiti. So um... <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. So I'm. I wasn't you know aware. What? I'm gonna Dan. Uh, I'm gonna go next, and then uh, you're gonna give us the big awesome finish here. Um, putting it all. Ooh, on I don't you, know buddy. about that <laughs> because. I'm going to talk briefly about um, just how to fuck up stuff a little bit um, good, good. in my uh, ongoing series of uh, tactics uh, for, for the cyberpunk, I guess. I don't know. It, I, I did it way too much reading and there's this paper I'm going to read from right now um, from uh, the Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University. Um, it's a dissertation for aerospace engineering. That's 183 pages long. <laughs> there I don't, it is. don't know if I'm going to actually do a deep dive into this one or not, but it's a, it's vision based guidance and flight control in problems of aerial tracking is the title, um, by Varum Stepanian. I'm so sorry if I fucking butchered that name. Um, he, he actually has like to my wife and daughter, like, it, like this is like a novel okay so i don't know i just i like that and then he opens with like a quote and um it, it's a long 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 so, long hold, hold, hold long on paper. could you could you have us watch a video on like yes target? we're gonna get to that yeah okay yep. we're gonna get to that so <laughs> in his introduction this guy has this one segment um that says one of the most challenging of these problems revert you know like uh, talking about like uh, unmanned air vehicles and micro air vehicles because this is just about like camera use like how it would navigate and stuff um one of the most challenging of these problems is is the design of a vision-based guidance system that is capable of tracking a maneuvering target using only visual information about the target this is a paper from 2006 so like this is still a kind of a recent problem as we've seen with like missiles that go off and fucking things that crash randomly um tesla cars um anyway visual and we're not getting into that today but oh boy oh they're in some shit um visual tracking is done via imaging sensors which involve a projection of a 3d object onto a 2d plane consequently rendering the relative range between the two flying objects unobservable so you know why we do shit so well on the fly is like when we have two functioning eyes and, uh, you know, scum can tell us a story about what happens when one goes away, you it's know, not, like, spoiler dep- alert. It's not fun. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> all your it's depth really perception difficult. goes off. Right. You know, and binocular vision is used for like the way our crazy fucking amazing brains work. Let's us see depth and distance and, you know, know that you should stop the car here or at least slam on the fucking brakes. Mm-hmm. So this brings me to what I, before the episode, we watched this video. Um, if you go to projection mapping, projection dash mapping.org, it's like first page um, right at the top is this video. And it's just like the coolest examples of projection mapping. And basically what it is, is it's a way to program a projector to take into account how like 
what the the shape of the thing it's projecting on specifically. So there's no like bleed over. It's not just like a person walking in front of, you know, an image. It will project only and specifically onto that person as they're moving or a building and make it look like the building is folding. And, you know, there's just tons of things that you can do with this. And it, it, the video shows some really fun sci-fi shit. Like, you know, uh, like it projects onto a table and then you yeah. can like open up a map and do some really cool stuff that way. No, it's really um, cool. Like the things you could do with this, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, and like, I mean, yeah. If you've seen live footage of any dubstep show in the last like 10 fucking years, it's, <laughs> they've been using it. Uh, the best example would be Amon Tobin um, did this series called ISAM, I-S-A-M. I would 1000% recommend you pause the episode and just go watch one of them fucking shows because it's sick. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this stuff is really interesting because it can give depth to a flat object in such a degree that like, it's it's disorienting your brain doesn't know what the fuck to do with it yeah and uh it turns out that's a problem with just like regular plain old learning like machine learning systems uh, trying to you know i okay so machines have depth perception and this helps Mm -hmm. them you do it better? Question well, we're try- that's the thing. It's like we're at a point where like machine learning is good enough to generally keep the thing running like a simple circuit or like kind of on the road. Like you're not supposed to be sitting in the fucking backseat of your self-driving Tesla dipshits. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to hands near the wheel dipshits. Um, and it just keeps not happening. You know, like it, it, this thing, they, they just talked about this one intersection that's in like a national forest or some fucking park. And it's just it's a it's a V in the road and it's not like one's incoming traffic, one's outgoing. You know what I mean? Like these aren't it's not the same direction. This lane, it's a fork. And the Tesla's um, there there have been like an inordinate amount of Tesla wrecks at that specific intersection in this national park <laughs> because the the driving guidance flips the fuck out. Well, why? Yeah. When it gets to yeah. that point, it doesn't know what to do. So, you know, there's machine learning that is for experiments and stuff that is it's it's trying to get a better grasp on the objects it may encounter on its path in the road. And and we're a long, 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 long fucking way away from that. However, we now know how to fuck it up. Cool. And it's (laughs) there's this really great little uh, uh, thing that I can't really read all of because it's a lot of math, uh, but it's called optical adversarial attack. It's, uh, it's a, I want that tattooed on my butt. That it's so good. Awesome. It's uh, written by Abraham. Oh man, Nan. Oh boy. Oh, dumb not. That's it's like G N A N, and then I can't see it because I just it's a lot of similar looking. Um, I, I tried practicing it beforehand. I, I apologize, a- Abraham. Like, and then you, you did this work with Alex M. Sherman and uh, Stanley H. Chan. It's uh, from Purdue University over in West Lafayette, Indiana. And uh, these motherfuckers are like, we know how to fuck that up. Um, in about 14 pages, they basically describe using like a $300 projector. Um, they can change a stop sign. So we wouldn't notice the difference, but like the camera on the car would. Oh, no. Because it can fuck with pixels on a di- like within its resolution, which is a lot like more dialed in than ours would be like. And so a stop sign will now read 30 miles an hour. Curious. Yeah. Huh. It's fucking wait. 
And Can't here's wait the, for the, uh, the true crime series based off of somebody who gets away with like murdering someone that way. Oh, it's nuts. Like the it's weirdest nuts. serial it's, killer you ever, never heard of. <laughs> well, like what's, what's interesting about it is that like, they, they just, oh man, they, they succeeded in doing this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they, and it's, it's funny because when they show the images of it, you'll see the stop sign. And then it says, it says like our illumination, which is basically what they have mapped the way they've changed, like what they've changed on the image and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then they have the captured image where it you don't see 30 miles an hour. And in fact, you don't even see 30 miles an hour in their illumination, but it causes the reflective surface and everything else to act in such a way that the computer fucking sees it that way, no matter what. Yeah. They were able to convince a machine learning uh, system, like a camera system, that uh, a basketball was a buckler. And I don't know what the fuck they mean by that. Like, uh, you mean like a shield or like right? on your belt? Sure. Okay, cool, cool. Black Thanks, guys. patent leather shoes. Good job. Good job, guys. Um, but then they have this thing where it's like a comic book. They have like a like a, a Spider-Man comic book. And then they have a pretzel. And then they, depending on like how they turn up like the shit, they projected it onto a book. Uh, I can't see what it is uh but it it, in like different instances eventually the book looks like a packet or the pretzel looks like a packet or a pretzel or a book like it they were able to confuse the fucking thing with two objects sitting next to each other you know they were just like that's a i don't know what you want me to say you know like (laughs) they they made a a cardigan into a poncho it's almost too easy yeah it's it's really weird like it's it's fucking really weird because it's not it's like that visual, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like the projection mapping, like you saw. It's not that dramatic, you know, where it's like huge. It's like in this level of resolution that we don't pick it up, but the machine would have to. Yeah. yeah. And they they found where that is basically and started fucking with it. It's almost like the machine um, is like too precise. They they had a forty eight percent success rate. That's so like still way too they high. did thirty. They did 31 out of 64 attacks and just totally fucked this thing up. Um, They said OPAD was able to fool a classifier. And it's just like, uh, yeah. Um, They said, uh, they note that the success rate depends greatly on the type of object object being attacked. Modeled or curved surfaces, such as respectively a teddy bear and a mug, cannot provide enough direct reflectivity to perform the attack. So if you have something that only has like one like line of a reflective point, that's not great. But if you have a fucking stop sign, which is kind of has to be, you know, like, uh, yeah, you could have a lot of fun with that. Um, <laughs> fun. It, yeah, it, it says it, it just uh, on the other hand, intentionally reflective uh, flat surfaces such as road signs are ideal environments for an OPAD distortion mm-hmm. uh, or op-ad. I don't know how you want to pronounce that. OPAD just doesn't sound good. It, it's just O face. Like, I just mm, can't get around it. Um, it turns out. <laughs> All uh, the attacks were undertaken against a specific set of databases, the German Traffic Sign Recognition Database. Um, and uh, it's called something, the GTSRB, uh, which was used to train the model for a similar attack scenario in 2018. Uh, the ImageNet VGG16 dataset and the ImageNet ResNet50 set. So these attacks are merely theoretical since they're aimed at like open source datasets. But... You know, it, they're not really being aimed at Tesla yet. I mean, I would the hope. odds, 
like if there's a non-zero percent fucking chance that's common. Sure. Like, <laughs> like I would hope yeah. that like this kind of research would like make this shit better because like I'd like it if people because people are people are distracted. I'm not going to say they're dumb, but like people when they hear self-driving car, that's just bad mm. marketing. And I would like that yeah. to be true. I would like the car to be self-driving. Like yeah. I want this shit to like not kill people because they've been misinformed yeah, about yeah. what their machine can do. And like, yeah. this is how you stress test that kind of stuff. Whether Tesla's yeah. going to get dragged into it, I don't know. But like, it's- oh no, no, Tesla's being like they're going to court. Well, they're fucked. Yeah, I know. They're, yeah, yeah, they're they're in some shit. They're getting, and, they're getting uh, fucked over. Which is uh, fine. I hope so. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I don't get it. Like, I just, I don't understand. I'm surprised it took fandom. this long. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Oh, no, for real. No, we, we can't yeah. do anything about him, like, sending fucking PIs to a guy who's trying to quit a hotel room and get him arrested. You know, we can't talk about that. But, like, uh-oh, his cars are go boom, boom. You know, yeah, yeah fucking, of course they are. Oh, well, Mr. Musk. Self-driving is does just. the doors fall off my car? Is that supposed to happen? Yeah, no, it's, self-driving is just, I'm going to reiterate this every fucking time. It's not a great idea. It's just not a great idea. At like, least not right now. <laughs> yeah, like just fucking more trains, man. Just more trains. <laughs> you fucking nuts. Like you can move to so many goddamn. Oh, don't even let me get started about that muscle <laughs> fucking tunnel in Vegas again. Because it's just. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I love it. That's... Yeah, because you know what else you can put it into a tunnel? A goddamn train. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the point, you know. And and you can run those motherfuckers like mad, you mm-hmm. know, like. <sighs> Hey, the plane didn't slow down to fucking trains except for a little bit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and that was like a year over a year ago, man. People still got to get to places, still got to get to their lives. Who fucking wants to pay for a goddamn insurance? Like, I get there's certain places where you live. Like, if I went back to Ohio, I'd need a car. You know, we don't have like reliable transportation at all up there. But like, time ain't big enough for a train necessarily. It's just that there's other fucking things you could be doing. You could get a shuttle or trolley something. We've already got the idea. You have a dedicated, unfuckwithable like line that will take you from one end of town to the other with stops. You make it an L. Who gives a shit? And yeah, people will get around. It's it pays for itself. You know, it's oh, so fucking yeah. dumb. So it's just good to know that there's somebody out there spoofing fucking stop signs. It's just I don't know. Yeah, that's reassuring. I think the only thing I the only positive thing I could take away outside of like stress testing this kind of stuff is. Mm barely anybody has like self-driving cars so like if people wanted to like yeah. get assassinations by like spoofing a stop sign it's not really well, that's that too often. that's the big issue too <clears throat> is that yeah. because there aren't that many of them on the road the amount of accidents because of them and, and involving them is mm-hmm. like if they scaled that up to the price of a similar sedan you know that number's way it goes way down that percentage goes way the fuck down you know mm-hmm. your your average kia well it, it, you know it depends the number of accidents is going to depend on how many are on the road, but like the ratio is fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's like two out of 10 or something. I don't even know yeah. what the fucking number is. It isn't that many, but it's like a lot. It's in the yeah. hundreds. Yeah. So, you know, I too many. Know. I just, it's, it's dumb. It's like, it seemed like a good idea when I first heard about it. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, this is just wankery because like, there's no infrastructure for it. You have you're going to set a fucking self-driving car in a scenario where there are still meat driven cars and it's going to have to make a decision during an accident, whether it hits mm-hmm. the, the fucking car with four people in it or the pedestrians instead of, of hitting the brakes or whatever and taking the hit. It's like everybody training their AI, training their replacement 
Um, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Because, I mean... That is true. It, they're, they're just releasing all this artificial intelligence on us without our consent. And, mm-hmm. like... Maybe I mean, they're actively... Put that shit through beta testing a little bit more. Like, I get that you need to have, you know, different kind... You need to have, like, road tests or in-person tests or you need... You need to get that data somehow, but like, fucking wait on it until it actually works. Please, well, I, yeah. I can actually think of, I can think Ooh. of like another application of this shit too, which would be straight up like, you know, if they're trying to fuck with facial recognition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be cool. You know, just yeah. Yeah, that uh, that video that you sent us, the um, the part where the projection upon the face really gave me that uh you know those scanner darkly um oh yeah, uh, yeah. what was it called Ghost the scramble the suit yeah yeah, 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 it's that, yeah that scramble suit vibe I, oh, I mean, yeah. i'm sure someone has done that i mean yeah. if they haven't then fucking get I mean, busy or something but, and that, no, that's, yeah, and that's like the thing when, well, oh, when, ult, uh, when augmented reality comes out too I, i'm i'm uh or like when augmented reality picks up i, I want to see where that goes um oh like, it did pick up it's mm-hmm. called fucking pokemon go well, yeah. no, I'm I'm talking yeah. about when people <laughs> use more applications. Yeah, yeah, like, like you know, someone, like those projections well, on yeah. the table or pro- mm-hmm. projecting onto your face, essentially, like, yeah. but in a purely digital context, so yeah. that mm-hmm. your face wouldn't be scanned by or wouldn't be recognized, by like a hol- like a holographic mask or something. You know? Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. Right. I mean, I can think of ways around it because there's like thermal and all sorts of other imaging that they can fucking do. It's not like yeah. we cracked the case here, squad, but like it's straight up like all you really need to do is just scramble it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's I face paint you could do yeah. design, yeah, 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 yeah. That could, which like, I've seen. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a really cool like you could just basically Let's like see. makeup that you can do apply to your face yeah, with contouring. Yeah, they said that uh, that on no shit, they literally said that like facial recognition has a hell of a time with fucking juggalos. <laughs> oh that's perfect I love i'm not it. that's I love not that. even a joke but it's <laughs> awesome yeah. you know what i mean it's like yeah right on it was okay. powerful okay. yeah they're great <laughs> and, and it's hilarious to me when i see someone do this up to like foil a facial recognition thing it looks like dazzle camouflage from destroyers in world war ii like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. apparently yeah. that shit still works awesome yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. well you always, you always see that when they're like a prototype of a car you know, comes mm-hmm. out and they always have that skin on it. That's always like the weird high contrast oh, yeah, black yeah. and white pattern mm-hmm. and stuff. That it's and, and I'm like, it's there to, you know, fuck with photographers. And I'm like, I'm literally looking at a photograph of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, oh, I don't know what color the car is, but I know the shape of it, you dumb shit. Yeah, like, I, I don't understand that either, because living yeah. here in uh, Bowling Green, I mean, we've got the Corvette factory just right. miles down the road. And right. every now and then you'll see a, co- a new Corvette out with that kind of paint job. It's like, boy, I sure can't tell that's a Corvette. Oh, wow. That's great job <laughs> stealth in there, guys. <laughs> They made the blank. Uh, and the blank I know. It's, I see the wheels, but not the car. Oh my god! Did, did the, <laughs> all did you really the have fucking... to do is just describe it as a car with one of those non-colors. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Make it like a Corvette you know, with one of those non-colors. Like like a like a like an aqua gray yellow like mix like a mustard Paint. in that you know like the ugliest fucking yeah. saddest it's color. Pearlescent. Okay, just go fucking yeah. get it. Paint it whatever the color was from the uh, from a few years back when people were arguing over whether the dress was green or blue or gold or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever that color is, do that. You know what they should do? They should get all their kids out there with a bunch of markers and a blank fucking slate and just like do it, man. They won't. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. 
that would fuck them up way worse. I, yeah. You could pay me directly, uh, Chevrolet, for that idea. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Stimulating. you have the added be- benefit of what the hell happened to that car? You know, they might not even get exactly. the model. You need to make it so ugly, no one will want to take yeah. a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Now, just apply oh that reasoning. Easy now, easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> What do you got for us, Dan? Save me. Well, well, I don't know if this is a big finish or anything. It might you might be able to call it a money shot because we are going to talk about money. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, given who and what I am, let, let's talk about let's talk about books. Let's talk about publishing. Let's oh, talk yeah. about how it's uh it it basically screws America and public libraries and access to information mm, yeah. because we're going to talk about the big six. Uh, and for those who who don't know what that is, the big six are uh, uh, six big publishers in 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 the United States. You've got Random House. You've got Penguin. You've got Harper Collins. You've got Simon and Schuster. You've got Hachette. <laughs> And Macmillan. I have a, now, right, I'm sorry. Right there, that, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, yeah. Dan. I've applied for jobs at all of those. Okay. <laughs> well, don't worry. You'll be able to apply for far fewer jobs at all of them because they're getting fewer and fewer. Cool. I mean, right there, the, the third one, Harper Collins. that's a fucking clue because that's two names. And mm-hmm. how do you think two names got shoved together? Yeah. So, yeah, there used to be seven. And then well, there were six. No, there was yeah. a meet cute at the arcade. Yes. Like, well, yeah. When they got married. <laughs> it's like it's one all... of those slice of life animes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so after, uh, you know, th- this was kind of the status quo for a while until uh, 2020. When um, Penguin decided that they wanted to buy Random House. So that's one big company buying another big company and someone got rich and it sure as hell wasn't you. There's a call. If it's not called Random Penguin. Actually, it's even less creative than that. The name <sighs> of the organization is Penguin Random House. Yeah. I mean, we just combine the yeah. names, throw them all together. That's okay. going to be great. I am livid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Like if you will. Fuckers. Just come on. But, penguin but like, house guys penguin you know, house. something you're just Rand- making self-publishing more you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because they're two big iconic names and the idea of mm-hmm. like erasing one one or the other from history would i, yeah. I could see the reasoning behind it because like you know i have shit tons of penguin and random house books so i can see <laughs> oh, why yeah. it's like they want to yeah. preserve you know because you know mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking random house doesn't exist anymore it's part of penguin yeah, now exactly yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I think House Penguin would have been great. You just change the logo, make him look like a little butler with a tray and shit. Be perfect. Oh, God. So, you know, uh, pen, so, pen. Okay, so that that was uh, that was uh, April 2020. And then uh, not to be outdone in uh, November of the same year, Penguin Random House decided that they uh, they weren't done yet. They wanted Simon and Schuster, too. So wow. that that Jesus still hasn't Christ. gone through. They're still, you know, going through regulatory approval. How how many of us think it's that that's going to get denied? I mean, I, mean, I can't remember the last time. Jobs over this shit. Exactly. I mean, yeah. totally. So. So we've gone from uh, in, uh, in the last basically year we've gone from six to four if that goes through and uh, that's not an if that's just a win. Mm. I figure they're just going to call it Penguin Random House Simon and Schuster uh, because yeah. they have Penguin no Random House yet. Simon Schuster Macmillan yeah <laughs> yeah Collins yeah. Hash Macmillan and uh, just, just yesterday a name that's more convoluted than the titles of the 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. and the thing is, is this is just the big overarching umbrella corporation. I mean, right. if you go look at any of your you know classic sort of paperback books that may or may not be sitting on your shelf, mm-hmm. you'll see things like Tor and yep. Daw oh, and yep. Dell yeah. Publishing. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, th- those are all owned by one of those four. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. those aren't their own companies anymore. They haven't yeah, been for a smoke, long smoke and mirrors. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Since you could I buy mean, a novel for a quarter, right? You know, yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a good one. We're not even talking about those bad erotica things. I mean, no, you know, no, no. Those were a dollar, so, and you had to yeah. get let into the back room for those. Mm-hmm. Your uncle never let you go back there. <laughs> and, and yeah, so uh, just I think it was yesterday, day before yesterday, something like that, Hachette announced that they were buying another big publishing firm called Workman. So huh. it's like, okay, everybody's in this scramble to grab as much as they can because, oh you know, the God. company that bankrupts with the most companies wins. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, you, know, you, you can chalk this up to multiple multiple uh, factors. I mean, Amazon is the big one because when you when yeah. the world's biggest bookstore also decides to become a publisher, that scared the shit out of everyone yep. that was doing publishing already. When, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. when that happened. I was in college. Oh, like oh, Amazon, yeah. like this small publishing thing was like the hot topic we were all talking about. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. yeah. all back when I had like startup fever, and I, this is why I hate it so much because I was one of them. <laughs> I was all juiced yeah. up with like micro publishing of like what Amazon was going to do and whether it was going to yeah. destroy publishing. It didn't, or maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> Let's get yeah, exactly. I mean, I, it just kind of seems like they're eating themselves right now. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and, and it's also <laughs> it's doing that thing that like always happens where. Especially if you're, you know, doing like Audible or whatever, you know, some sort of like audiobooks, which are awesome. But like, mm-hmm. if it's suggesting them to you through a service, there's a whole shit ton of stuff you might like that you're never going to see. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's that's the problem. Oh, that's why books. You know, there's certain bookstores that stay alive. You know, they're they're selling mm-hmm. used old rare books and stuff. Oh, yeah. Ain't that much. You can totally go yeah. in there and get that smell up in your nose and have a good old yeah. time with it. Yeah. Yep. And libraries. Yes, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Which actually is uh, is bringing us to the topic at hand because, um, you know, like I said, you've got Amazon. They they scared the shit out of the publishers. You've got just the idea of monopolistic control, which is just a mm. facet of capitalism. So, you know, th- there's all of that. But the thing is, is if there's anything that bothers them as much as Amazon, it's the fact that they consider libraries to be freeloaders. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I don't know who said it first, but someone <laughs> uh, someone once said that uh, if uh, if someone tried to establish a library today and there weren't anything like that around, it would be illegal. What? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the only reason libraries survive with uh, physical copies is because of the, you know, the doctrine of first sale, mm-hmm. because they the library bought the copy yeah. of the book. They can do whatever they want with the copy of that book. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's that's where this becomes a problem for, you know, free access to information, which is kind of a thing that I'm, I'm into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big fan. So, Same, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I like that kind of stuff. So the problem with uh, ebooks is unlike regular books, they don't wear out. A library will replace a book, you know, whenever it starts to look like shit. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I mean, some libraries don't. But most of them, it's like, OK, this I don't even want to touch this. I don't know where it's been. I have no further questions. We'll just get a new copy. Mm-hmm. But with ebooks, that doesn't happen because ebooks don't wear out. They just, they're just there in perpetuity, except they're not. Right. Uh, 
And not only is it, you know, a, a thing where the publisher wants to control the access to the item and how much it costs, but it also becomes a thing when there's only four publishers and you want to publish a book and none of those four publishers want to do it, then I guess you go on your own. And, you know, full disclosure, I've written like five books. They're all on Amazon. They're all published through Kindle Direct. You can download them from Amazon and paper mm -hmm. copy because uh, what was my other choice? Um, Barnes and Noble. <laughs> right. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's just the world you live in, mm. but the, the thing you think you want to draw attention to is everybody knows, well, everybody knows that the great, great Leonard Cohen song, but probably everybody mm. doesn't know that, um, like a huge number of the TV stations in America are owned by mm -hmm. one big group mm -hmm. called yeah. the Sinclair yep. Broadcast yep. Group. Yep. And if you get on YouTube, you, you can find a video of where Sinclair had sent something out for all of their uh, all of their news stations to talk about. And someone made a supercut of, you know, just it's... the anchors in all of these news stations just saying the same thing. And it goes from like, ha ha to Jesus. It's Christ. fucking in terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It is terrifying. Like, I mean, if you've not seen this, it's fucking yeah. nightmare awesome. fuel, bud. It, it, it's thought crime is what this shit oh. is. <laughs> so, you know. God. I mean, so, you know, for every asshole. This is a mimetic disease. Well, yeah, for every yeah. asshole who's running around being like, wow, this is a conspiracy of politicians to eat children's blood. And I'm like, hey, here's an actual one. With yeah. video footage that you can track directly to locations where this is happening to you. you know? yeah. But no, let's go look for a fucking basement, a pizza shop. Fucking idiots. Right. Oh, my God. I'm so fucking over this shit. I'm <laughs> sorry. You know, I get it. And so, you know, that in in among other things is also a method of thought control. I mean, it, it if is. they're all saying the same thing and that's mm -hmm. the only thing you're exposed to, then that's yeah. all you hear and that's all you know. Like yeah. James Burke said, you see what your knowledge tells you, you're seeing. So, oh, I mean, uh, this is, there's like a hundred ways this has been backfired for him, too, in little ways. Oh, yeah. Because, like, uh, like in Minnesota, the like Sinclair Group took the entire basically this region around like Minneapolis, right? Yeah. So, by the time Minneapolis got like word of like a possible tornado or heavy like, rainstorm or something like that, because this town that was 60 miles west was using their news and like, they were doing Minneapolis news. They didn't have a local channel or anything that was mm -hmm. like even remotely set up out there. This whole town got like fucking wasted by a tornado wow. because right. like, well, I mean, they're not using local information. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't have access to that and there's no one to speak for them, you know? And it's like, yeah. now you're just you're putting all this shit in the same fucking basket. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the thing is, I was living here and, you know, I, I live in Bowling Green, Kentucky. That is no secret or anything. Yeah. And it's a small town. I mean, it's not it's not a big city. It's at best. It's a small city, but yeah. it's basically like a small town with benefits. Yeah. And I absolutely love the local news stations because I swear to God, it's someone's college project. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not real. Yeah. That's I mean, good shit. The, the people on the local news, I mean, some of them you can tell have been there a while. Some of them, I think they graduated last week or mm -hmm. something. I mean, they're just, <laughs> But it's it's hilarious to watch. But damn it, I want that option because I want to know what happened down the street around yes. the corner yes. last night or right. something like that. Right. And if I'm not going to get that watching the big Nashville news station, that's yeah. they don't give a shit what's happening in Bowling Green. They're in Nashville. Right. Yeah. So now yeah. on the flip side, I do wish I could get WGN's morning show. Yeah, because uh, they're fucking hilarious. They're really good at that shit. If it's still the same crew from fucking 10 years ago, I mean, it got yeah. They're awesome. Anyway, 
Shout out. But yeah, so, you know, to to continue pulling on that thread. So it's, you know, you've got Sinclair Broadcast Group, which owns a shitload of television. You've got Clear Channel, which owns a shitload of radio. Mm. But, you know, the, the sort of third wheel on that tricycle is who owns all of the book publishing? And the answer is basically four companies. Mm. And if they don't want to publish your book, well, up yours. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's not like it used to be where, you know, if you're a big time author, I mean, they're going to publish that book. They're going to publicize the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. They're going to send you on a tour and all that stuff. I mean, they might still do some of that. But now in this age of social media, they really expect the author to do the majority of the marketing. That's, mm-hmm. you know, it's your book. You market it because you're you're an author. And it, hey, it, you can't find a better example of this than the one and only James Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, James Patterson, before he got into writing books, was an advertising executive. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason mm, his stress. shit sells. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Not only is it formulaic and pulpy, but which people like. People love formulaic and pulp. That's why yep. it sells so well. But this man knows how to market. Yeah. So, you know, it so yeah. Moving moving on from that. Let's that was that thing that we we like to say about marketing. Yeah, but... Oh, it fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. If, you, okay. if you're in marketing or advertising, Back in the you day. should probably kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, Bill Hicks. Yeah. Bill Hicks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, but, the big part of, like, getting on with a publisher was the idea that they would, like, as an author, they would help you promote. That's... Like, right. right. Back yeah. in the day, that was... They like, have a marketing department. That was the know, whole like, point. Yeah. That was a big point of right. it. Right. Now, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of become like the music industry where, you know, the artist doesn't make shit off the album sales. The artist yep. makes their money going on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, the, no one is making money from Spotify, at least nothing to speak of, except for yeah. the, you know, except for the studios. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the for uh, for an author, really what they're hoping to God for is if they want to make a shitload of money, it's that someone options the book for a movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so. Well, that's how the comic Comics book industry works too. Like, Actually, oh, yeah. Or you could write the novelization for like a recent Disney movie. And <laughs> yes. Give you $5,000 and a ticket to the fucking premiere. Like, I'm, I'm not sure you're going on a book tour for the novelization yeah. of The Last Jedi. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. thanks for the ticket, guys. That's going to make a really good meal. I have to use yeah, most of this $5,000 to fucking fly there, you dicks. You know? Yeah, like, and, and one of the, uh, I don't remember which one it was, but one of the novelizations for the prequel Star Wars movies was like actually far better than the movie itself because you were able to get into the characters' minds and find out what the hell they were thinking <laughs> instead of just watching them look out into the void on screen. Yeah, not hard so, to imagine. <laughs> you know, not hard to yeah, imagine I, that, really. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, back to libraries and e-content and stuff. So the way the way uh, uh, big publishers tend to deal with this is, is, you know, it's been a pandemic. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, yeah, there's there's been this there's been this thing going around. It's kind of like the cold, but it kills you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. mm. Listen, I haven't been outside in like three years. Yeah. Let me tell you what you're not missing. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, in this podcast, but just know. Listen, I was I was prepped for the pandemic. Like yeah. I, I, my oh, my yeah. life has not changed. Right. Like, no, since, no. since it started. Yeah, we're we're, but, we're um, into day four hundred and ninety-seven of the flattening the curve, guys. Yeah, so it's yeah. Uh, so so over over the pandemic times, uh, what has happened is that e-content like e-books, mm. e-audio, all that shit has gone through the roof sure. for libraries. I mean, it was it was steadily ramping up in popularity. But, yeah. you know, if you can't go to the goddamn library and you have a e-reader, you can check out e-books from a lot of libraries. Cool. These right. days. Yeah, yeah. 
But the thing is, is uh, the way publishers do this is it's great. It's one of the greatest grifts known I, I, I've seen in a long time. Wait, wait, so, limited licenses? Oh, it goes beyond that, man. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, we're, oh well, no. It, 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 limited licensing is just the beginning. So, yeah, oh. I mean, let, let, let's talk about that. You have a copy of, I don't know, let's just say it's the latest um, J.D. Robb book. Um, okay. And I like J.D. Robb. Uh, weirdly enough, I don't like Nora Roberts, and they're the same fucking person. Weird. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. Big Richard Bachman fan here. King, huh? Yeah, exactly. No, well, I'm that's kidding. exactly what it is. I mean, J.D. Robb writes like science fiction romance and Nora <laughs> Roberts just likes writes straight up romance. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> what the hell? Meet cute robot. But anyway, um, so you'll, you'll take the latest J.D. Robb book. And if you're a person, just a person on the street and you have an internet connection and a Kindle or whatever, Amazon will sell you like the hardcover for, I don't know, 20 bucks. Sure. They'll sell you the Kindle for, you know, maybe $18 just, mm -hmm. to, just to pull a number out of anything. Yeah. And for a library, a library can expect to pay an average of $40 for that one item. What? Just, okay. just that one item. $40, okay. but it's not unusual to see 65 It's not unusual for it to go into the $100 range, especially if it's going to be popular. Wait, did, you ever, uh, did you ever lose or fuck up a rented VHS tape for yes. yeah. Blockbuster? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was like fucking $100 or some shit, uh -huh. or $120 bucks in like yeah. the 80s and 90s. So yeah, no, this... This actually seems low. I'm surprised they weren't like really fucking them. Like, oh, oh but we're not done yet. Oh, because, cool. Right, oh, good. So, you know, for that $40, you know, for, for average of $40, that library gets to check out that ebook, that one ebook, you know, license for maybe 10 times, maybe 20 times. And then they have to renew it. What? And then renewing it, that doesn't always cost the same price. I mean, uh -huh. after all, you're renewing it. That means you want uh -huh. it. That means we can jack that price. Uh -huh. And it's an average repurchase uh -huh. price for a uh, for an e-content item can be up to fifty bucks. I mean, it's, you're looking but, at fifty bucks for the average price to renew it. It's damn. It's I've, not I've real. Heard. It doesn't have a physical presence in the world. It's no just shit, information. Yeah. It, you could just. Dan, it's make, just a copy. It's of a it. fucking. It's a fucking Ugh. glorified text file. You're, you're really making me feel bad about like the two dollars and thirty five cents that I owe the main library um, oh. for the last <laughs> nine years. It's been nine years. Yeah, well, I need to get back in there. Hashtag Billy Mays, but wait, there's more. Ugh. So, Ugh. so moving beyond that, okay. So they the library will buy the e, e content thing for you know twenty to sixty five dollars. Um. With an average of 40, that's the initial purchase. The average renewal price can be 50. Um, and that's that's just a renewal. I mean, that's not like you're getting any better terms. It's like, okay, it was 20 checkouts the first time. It'll be 20 checkouts the second time. And when you hit 21, would you like to renew that item? And libraries will typically, you know, license multiple copies because e-content right. is popular, but they can only do so much. And, and they can only lend one at a time because. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. They got, they're <laughs> no, by the short. And, yeah. And they're, they're, they're yeah. tugged by the short and curlies because yeah, <sighs> they could get a, uh, they could get a mass market paperback. They mm -hmm. could probably get a dozen of sure. those. Yeah. But no one can check things out unless the library is open. And a right. lot of libraries are just now opening up again. Mm-hmm. So limited, yeah. Yeah, up the yeah. Street. yeah. So you would think that, okay, this, this sounds horrible, you know, for publishers that control all, you know, for the majority, all of publishing and the way that they, uh, the, the way that they're grifting libraries and the renewable licenses and all that. No, no, we're not done. Mm. So, uh, Macmillan back in, uh, uh, 
late late 2019, early 2020, mm-hmm. decided that not only are we going to charge libraries out the ass for a uh, for an ebook, but we're not even going to sell it to them until it's been on the market for at least two months. Because what obviously, obviously, libraries are cutting into our fucking sales. Oh come on. Yep. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dude. I don't know a single person who goes to the fucking library. God yep. damn. Come on. Now, to their credit, Macmillan did drop that uh, that limitation in March 2020 when everything started shutting down. Uh, fucking. But, you know, okay. Well, like, oh, no. Well, now we're not going to make any money. Thank you for your benevolence. Let me kiss your feet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah so. Seriously. So, you know, that, and this is not unusual. I mean, Macmillan basically made it a sort of like company-wide policy, but it, it's a licensing thing. A publisher can refuse to sell something to a library until it's sold X number of copies on the open market or whatever. And that happens. I, it, and it, and there's really no these, standard. It can be different per book. Book sales are, these yeah, book sales dumb, are bonkers. It's not like yeah, a static These line. dumb motherfuckers. They yeah, are yeah. dumb motherfuckers. Like, mm-hmm. man... Didn't you see the wire? Like, don't you know anything about how to sell drugs? You got to give them the first taste for free. All yep. of the books I purchased were because of fucking authors I discovered in a library. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't just walk into B. Dalton. Remember them? Walk into oh, a God, B. Dalton in the mall with my fucking Auntie Anne's like fucking pretzel and my orange Julius shake and well, just and- grab a fucking Vonnegut book. I had to find Vonnegut first in a fucking library and I had a mm-hmm. fucking You're- librarian tell me yeah. about it. Yeah, no. It- I- I- and back in the day, the same mall housed a B. Dalton and a Walden book. And oh my a- God, two of them! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Another one. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Different buyers. Book sales, yeah. Oh god, book sales are like wonky, right? Because a lot oh, of yeah. it tastes like anything else, but specifically books, especially when you're trying to sell physical copies in this day and age. So it's mm-hmm. the idea that, like, yeah, like I don't know, some random fucking book. It like it, the idea that like you have to sell a certain amount of copies before we could like even sell you the fucking license to give it away. That means a lot of there are probably a lot of books that have been published that are not going to end up in a library that way. Like a lot of them, because oh yeah, you know, right, exactly, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, they're that's, not treating the library as like the archive that it is. No, you know they don't, care, they don't care about what they're publishing. A lot of times, and a big reason why I'm like not looking to try and get a publishing job is at the end of the day, it's sales. That's mm-hmm. it. There's yeah. no respect for like. I'm a bibliophile. I'm a maniac. I love books. I love words. Yeah. I love paper. I love libraries. I have a yeah, lot of same. And yeah, yeah. It's like I own <laughs> books for the pleasure of owning them sometimes. And yeah. it's <clears throat> the in publishing is just sales. That's it. There's yeah. no respect for the thing that you're creating because like I love the process. Well, look at it, but it, this, right. yeah. this is this uh, all because happening, anybody like, I think what? anybody who would have actually gave a shit well, who would have actually given a shit about books. Uh and not the money side of publishing probably uh, died mm. a while back. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so, yeah, absolutely. This is like yeah. the view we have is like a romanticized idea of like, because like, so you know, yeah. yeah, you know, you know, though that like Dolly Parton cares about books. That's true. Yeah, she <laughs> does. <laughs> she, she she spends a she lot of money really giving people giving books. Giving books Dolly. Yeah. Yeah. Please, Dolly, come on our show. Yeah, yes. I'd love to have Dolly Parton on the Did, Life podcast. I mean, can can she just buy one of the publishing firms and fix this? Oh God, and, please! Uh, yeah, she could. I mean, she could. She probably could. I mean, I I think she's got a couple dollars to rub together. Mm, yeah. So, all right, but but we're not done. 
I mean, this is this oh, is no. the scary thing. I mean, so all right, a lot of libraries, and you know, especially um, academic libraries. We'll uh, we'll get to that specifically in a sec. But a mm. lot of libraries will throw something on their websites, like, "Hey, here's what's popular," and you know, "Are you reading this?" Well, then you're going to mm. love this. And they have found instances of publishers will like trawl through those lists, and like, oh. Oh, well, uh, wow. Yeah. That book, that, that book hasn't been selling great, but look at this, this library, uh, this library is promoting it and that library is promoting it because it's like this new, you know, book that's, you know, a movie has been based on or whatever. So we'll jack the price on that. Oh God. Mm -hmm. Fuck. And, and this has happened a lot with academic libraries who, you know, they will post their reading list mm -hmm. or the, or a professor will post, you know, here's, here are the books. Yep that we need, you know, that you will need to read for class. And then they discover that information and boom, now those are e-textbooks and boom, they are $200. Oh, oh boy. Oh, I'm glad oh, I got I... my... Yeah. Dude. Mm. <laughs> I just... So, yeah, I mean... The, the, it, it's... the best and worst decision I ever made in my life was going to college to be a fiction writer because... Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> at least all I had to do was hit up a fucking bookstore and I didn't have to spend yeah. $300 <laughs> fucking dollars on a text. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, textbooks, it's crazy making it. It is just such yeah. a fucking racket in the first place. Oh, absolutely. God. Oh, it is. It is. I, yeah. 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 Oh, I, my will, God. I, I will never look down on someone for pirating a textbook. I figure that's just a matter of survival. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. You're trying to improve uh, yourself and these motherfuckers are gatekeeping that shit. Mm -hmm. nah. Hey, hey yeah, if, exactly. uh, if any of you hacker groups with like shitty names are listening to us, yeah. like, <laughs> go after these motherfuckers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, though you can. I mean, there, nope. there are plenty of there's websites on the internet. Bad. That's gonna, probably going to happen. Yeah, there's yeah, there's, there's a shit that's very places. true. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I just I want so. that I want that data bank like in Cryptonomicon. Okay, <laughs> that's that's the end game of my involvement here. Is like I want something like that to start being made that isn't as flimsy as like you know Wikipedia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something a little more yeah, so. verifiable and unassailable. You know. Anyway, so please so yeah to, to kind of to kind of bring this this home i mean it, it's something that i deal with on, on a fairly regular basis i don't have to deal with it personally but all of my friends do yeah um you know people will go and they you know they'll hear about oh my god the library's got ebooks and then they go and it's like okay well here's the here's the new one i want to read and there's a hold list that is literally triple digits Whoa. Mm. um sometimes it's you know mid mid-range triple mm. digits uh depending on where this library is located mm-hmm and it's like, well, why in the hell won't they buy more copies? Well, there's only so much money to go around. Mm -hmm. And you can just bet that however, you know, however popular that item is, that that is uh, that is directly proportional to how what the price will be for it. Mm -hmm. um, for some for some items, it's a it's basically renewable every time you anytime you check out the book and it's returned, you have to buy another copy. Right. It's absolutely insane. Wait, what? Um, no, because yeah. that's not what a library. You're not buying yeah, the what? No money yeah, fucking changes hands in a fucking library unless you owe <laughs> yeah, the fucking late fees. I'm yes. sorry. God. No, it's. I, I get it. I <laughs> get it. Man. Do, you, do you really think that the fucking state is going to be funding the, these guys? God, I mean, well, and and like, that's the thing. They it give comes them down a to nominal amount. 
Yeah, it, it comes down to taxpayer money, which everybody seems to be so up in arms. Well, I don't want my taxes going to that. Well, do you want your taxes going to four major corporations just so you can read the latest mystery book? Or, you know, God forbid you need access to a uh, SAT test prep book that, oh, by the way, that's published every year and uh, it changes every year. And it's actually a serial as far as that goes. So basically libraries just treat that shit like a magazine. You know, it's I, just instead of being published monthly, it's published yearly. Now so. we're talking about this. I might as well ask for a fucking refund for all that hardware we left in Afghanistan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 You know, that yeah. costs uh, money. You, you, know, you took it out of my taxes and what we get? You fucks. Anyway. Exactly. Continue. So, yeah, uh, basically just, you know, it, a plea goes out to people who do like ebooks and like to get that shit from their library if you notice that you can't get shit anymore because it's just not available or there's you know a, a massive line or whatever don't get pissed at the libraries they have no they've got no control over this absolutely zero yes it's just that this is what the market is um there has been there have been instances where libraries will basically boycott a publisher yeah uh which there's Didn't only so much shit, like some years ago yeah yeah, and there was a boycott of Macmillan, yeah, which, you yeah. know, it really, that didn't solve anything. The pandemic yeah. solved that. Someone yeah, at yeah, Macmillan, yeah. I guess, you know, their their heart grew three sizes that day or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and there is no point in contacting the author because the author probably has just as much control over this. It's like, yeah. oh, it's like, being, yeah, it's like being pissed off at the, uh, how a movie was distributed. So you like send an angry letter to the screenwriter there, right. there's yeah. or, yeah. or literally all of gamerdom yeah exactly yeah. I mean, like, yeah. jesus fuck mm -hmm. i didn't like uh, this character's line in the second act and it's, if i'm gonna fucking come to your house and throw a entire trash can on you you know like yeah. but violent mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know Either that or they, you know, just send the SWAT team over, which oh, lovely. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. Jesus Christ. But yeah, I mean, what this boils down to is if you're going to blame anyone and you're going to get pissed at anyone, start sending angry letters and, you know, whatever to the publishers themselves. I mean, that's mm -hmm. who's controlling this. They, they can't do anything about the physical market. That's pretty much already established. But this yeah. brave new world of digital goods and e-content and all that, I mean, they, they can do whatever they want because no one owns shit anymore. Right, yeah. Except the content creator and yeah. the content publisher, you don't own it. It's, even, it's on license. You can't even repair. Yeah, you can't even repair fucking farm equipment. Right. Yeah. Like or your so, iPhone yeah. or whatever. Like what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like playground, yeah. fucking romper room bullshit. It's just mm -hmm. so you know. Uh, hack the world and hack your Kindle. That's that's all I can say. Hack, your hack the planet. <laughs> hack the planet. Oh man. Jesus uh, so I'm gonna not apply for jobs at publishers anymore. Nah. Well, you do, dude, you uh, gotta eat. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, like it's it's not happening anyway. It's a very we could take it down from the inside, man. It's a very bougie thing. I don't know anybody in that kind of environment <laughs> either. So no, yeah, it like yeah, that's disheartening and extremely frustrating. And it's just it's DRM all over again. Yeah, you know? it, it really it's, is. So it's just this. This notion that like the author doesn't even own their fucking own work as much as their publisher does, oh, which yeah, is still absolutely a not. fucked up dynamic. And I don't, yeah. I won't take any questions for this, but like the idea is you don't have the work without the artist. And then you mm -hmm. just like, you know, we started watching this 
uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, the brand new cherry flavor on Netflix is oh, yeah, really yeah. fucked up. Buckle up. Uh, you're going to see a woman vomit a kitten. So you're, yeah. So, kittens. Yeah, it's way more fucked up than I was prepared for. But it's got Rosa Salazar in it, and I love her. She's great. She was great in Alita. <laughs> she was great in uh, that, that cool, dreamy one that was on uh, Amazon, the animated one that was all rotoscoped. And, uh, and Catherine Keener's in it. She's awesome in fucking everything. So, but there was this point where someone was talking about how, like, the premise is this young woman's going to get a film made. And she's really, like, stressing to this this producer piece of shit that, like, I'm directing it, right? You know what I mean? Like, like the meme, basically, you know, but being played out. And, uh, of course, he, he finds, like, someone else to direct it. And, like, they, they were talking about he was going to offer her, like, an internship kind of deal. And she calls him out on it immediately and says, well, no, that's all you ever do is you take on a fucking intern, steal all their best ideas. And by the time they're getting ready to like make their first film, they got nothing left in them. And then you just cut them loose because they're not effective anymore. And it's been, it's a scam. that's as old as time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, it's, ugh, I don't even know where I started with this, but that's just how I like, pissed off. I am. It just like set me up. <laughs> well, it's kind of like when we were doing low life, right? We were back when this was a magazine. Right. And uh, it's, yes. I, uh, like I, I miss again, it's kind of romanticizing. The, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I actually get emotional thinking about it because I very much miss doing that. But it's something where I mean, even just doing zines is kind of romanticizing of what publishing used to be, because it's like you just make right. it clear. We publish this. It's the first printing that as in this, you have to give us a story that has never been shown anywhere else. We're going to hold on to this story for this amount of time. Well, it's in this book. So we have the first mm. printing when it's done. Mm. You can publish that wherever else you yes. want. It's your story. Right. And that's it. Yeah. Just, just let it borrow for six yeah. months. And then exactly. Months. Like I, we don't own this. We're just like, we just need to hold on to this for a little bit because this, we're, this is all in part of that fucking Disney thing. We're like, <laughs> yeah, well, no, like, it, it all goes back to their business practices, which are fucking awful and predatory mm -hmm. and yep. garbage. Mm -hmm. Because oh. the second they didn't let fucking Mickey Mouse fall into public domain, that's all you needed to know about him. And that's yeah, why yeah. we're stuck in this constant fucking nostalgia loop with like no ability to think outside of it because we're only being presented like reboot after reboot after reboot. Yeah. You know, I, I like I like I like Robert Pattinson's post Twilight work quite a bit, but I'm not sure I need to see the Waynes get fucking shot in an alley again. And I'm going to keep yeah. complaining about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking bored, man. I we, we watched Suicide Squad. It was a fucking riot. Great. It was really good. It was really good. Like, I was not prepared for it to be as good as it was. I, I was like, hey, this ought to be entertaining. You know, holy shit. I was laughing my ass off, man. That that whole scene trying to rescue flag is one of the goddamn funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Like, well done. But like, it works as a bottle episode. You know what I mean? It's not tied into a massively large, it acknowledges the larger universe and stuff like that. I can handle that kind of shit. And it was also dynamic and it had a killer soundtrack. Yeah. Oh my God. Man, Gun Gun gets it. He knows what the superhero shit's supposed to look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want him to do more outside of the box. He's got the money now. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, he can make anything he wants. But yeah, when it comes down to publishing, oh, yeah, sure. I guess. Do you think Dan like indie publishers are where it's at, or is like, are we all kind of forced to like, like I said, like with the magazine, it's like we didn't make anything. It was kind of just for fun. But like, yeah. it's like, can we go back? If you're an indie publisher, you're trying to be small. Can you go back to these older kind of methods, or is like, 
Well, and th this is where this is where I have to be critical of my own damn profession. There are so many libraries out there that they will not buy a copy of anything unless it's been reviewed in a journal of some kind, like you know, Book uh, Week or Publishers Weekly, or it's got to have a starred review and blah 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 and all that. Shit. Yeah, um, and it pisses me off because it's like, okay, well, especially if it's e content, who gives a exactly. shit? It's e content. It's not taking up room yeah. on a shelf. It at worst, it's taking up space on a hard drive, and right. it's an ebook it's kilobytes uh -huh. right? so it's um i would love to see libraries purchasing more stuff from you know independent uh independent publishers and sellers where it's yeah. like look There's over here you've got section. some author that every author starts out as unknown the right. dude that wrote um uh, what was it aragon uh christopher right. paulini yeah. this dude was selling his book a print out copy of his book in like the new york city subway or yeah. some shit yeah. and it worked yeah that, that's where you find your your next big author is because, oh, well, no one's published him yet because everybody started somewhere. Dude, uh, what was that? Uh, oh, God, there were a couple of them that were really like recently that, that were indie first, like uh, the fucking Martian. The dude self-published The Martian. Yeah. yeah Andy Weir. Yeah. Andy Weir, yeah. You know, fucking great book. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's that's the thing is that like, I don't know. I mean, there's I, I'm not really like a fanfic guy. I, I like just because I, I just don't read it you know what i mean i'm not like don't make it just go go nuts learn how to write you know like get better yeah. and stuff i would prefer to see someone you know creating their own world their own characters and stuff like that and i would i remember being surprised like there used to be like these little kind of like zine section of the fucking lindy bookstore and stuff like there was yeah. just one backs yeah. backs paperbacks in coventry cleveland like uh is 100 like it was a place like that where you could just get some dude did some hand-drawn you know, comic books, printed mm -hmm. them off, put like 20 copies of it. And it's, it's like two to three bucks and you can go fucking nuts yeah. you know, or, or less. And, and that's how all the big shit starts. I and mean, well, not all of it, but a lot of the big shit starts like yeah. that, where it's like, you know, two, two people got together and they do something that was silly and stupid and funny. And then somebody picked it up and said, this is the greatest thing ever. And yeah. it turns into a, you know, friggin' multimedia enterprise. That's how Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles got started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, e Eastman and Laird were basically like drawing shit that made them laugh. Right. And it's like, oh, well, this is funny. Let's just throw up a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ever read uh, uh, Rob Schraub's uh, Scud the Disposable Assassin? Yes. Oh, God, that's my favorite comic in the world. It's fucking yeah. phenomenal. It is. Like, I got the bombardment of that thing, and I, it took me like a month to read through it yeah. and like all the <laughs> everything about it. It's, it's way more funny. emotional than you think it will be. It's so good. Yeah. By the yeah, end of you know, it. Yeah. It, I mean, you, you have you have an expectation, and yeah, it meets that, but fucking, wow, it goes away above and beyond. It, it, like, talk <laughs> about Johnny, the, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Yeah. We don't get a lot oh, of yeah. that kind of stuff anymore. Like people just no. like making shit yeah. and like trying to get it published and like indie or like any type of publisher taking a chance. You know, if no. even a library is not going to buy something from it, at least point it out, throw it on the goddamn website yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, just I as, think, a, just as a the, recommendation. Yeah. I think the people that used to make things like zines uh, and um, like independent graphic novels probably have just turned to more Tumblr. digital means yeah um, yeah, yeah. Tumblr and or because pieces. like it doesn't make yeah. money like they're like i, yeah. I just look well, web, yeah web comics don't make no, money. no. Yeah, be, like trying yeah. to do like fucking i don't know like there's i just looked up out of a whim like arkham house like the one that august derelith mm. threw together and like mm -hmm. to publish like old weird fiction you know and like they're miraculously mm -hmm. still around but the thing is it's mm -hmm. like a lot of times these kind of publishers i could see becoming more of a hobby than a job 
because yeah. a lot of times it doesn't make money, especially in this day and age. And that sucks, yeah. you know, but it's like yeah. they would make money. Like I said, Dan, if maybe if a library at least just pointed it out or carried some of their yeah. books, maybe not maybe not Arkham House because it's like old 1920s racist fiction. But yeah, point is, is like, yeah, like maybe they'd make money if like you got if fucking libraries helped, like if they had the power. Well, you know- I don't know who yeah. makes those policies, but like, well, it's an, it's another thing that happened. I, I can't remember what what I was watching or listening to, but they were just talking about how like, who was it? They were trying to, were we talking? Like somebody was trying to buy a superhero. Uh, mm. No, I remember. Well, that. like because okay, I, it, it must have been a podcast I was listening to, but they, there was there was a story about like uh, this this NPR like had a podcast where. They went to like Marvel and DC and all these like the the, the big two, and they were like, "Can we buy one of your like lower tier characters, like your Z listers that only ever had like one appearance in a comic?" And they made a bid, and they just they were like, "No, we're not going to do this." Hmm. But then no. they they went in and they found out that there are all of these public domain ones from. Yeah, there's a great website for that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No, really, public That's domain awesome. superheroes. I think it's what it's called. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, and they oh. found they found the the daughter of uh this guy that invented oh god he had this really goofy name he was like like he he shot like he took a camera with his mouth no he had a speaker in his mouth (laughs) he had some goofy name like Spico or whatever he had this like cool ninja mask and everything like that so they went and they met the daughter of the guy that invented it and they like did a drawing and stuff and like they that's their logo now like they use that character as their like logo and i'm like you know that's something that we should be dipping into yeah. like yeah, i'm checking it out it was planet money planet money thank you yep. that was yep. the one yeah shout out to whatever podcast i was listening to that mentioned the other podcast by npr to get me to this point of the story <laughs> um yeah no i there's so much shit out there that just isn't being utilized that exists that you should be able to fucking play with yeah. yes you know, and, I don't know. I mean, the the estate of Sherlock. I'm sorry, the the estate of Arthur Conan Doyle still tries to sue people for using Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I mean, they tried to sue Netflix for the the well, way I was say, uh, why did they yeah. sue how like that second third season went. Well, the second season was alright. That third right, season, right? Yeah, because they didn't like the way Holmes was portrayed. It's like you realize you have no control over this, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, not only is he dead and his grandchildren are dead. I mean, that's this, exactly my point. Yeah. I for yeah. my part, if I put something out into the fucking world, I have a say until I'm dead. And then you can yeah, do whatever yeah. the fuck you want. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't care. If, if the if the rights just keep getting passed down to other people, it it's then that's it's just proof that like you don't you don't give a shit about like the property itself. You just no. give a shit about money. How much you could wring out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's yeah. so fucking exhausting that like that's all you can think of. Yeah. yeah and they may, they remix their own characters all the time. I mean, yeah. what? How many friggin' jobs has Mickey Mouse had? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. How many jobs has Donald Duck had? I mean, how many pairs of pants I, has Donald Duck had? I don't care. Yeah, it's, well, that's the thing. I mean, Donald Duck doesn't have any pants, but he has nephews. But Goofy wears pants, and he has a son. So yeah. and both. Oh. Goofy Fox. And they, <laughs> goofy they, 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 <laughs> but they also have a pet dog named Pluto, and they're the same. This is bothering me. Yeah, yeah, that also bothers me too. I don't, right. I don't like it. I know something, what you're saying. Something, something slavery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, going back I to mean, like public domain superheroes, uh, I didn't realize there's an entire com- comic thing that they did just with public domain series, like the Black Terror 
Like if you, if oh, you look at yeah, some of the greatest artwork, like I, I forgot about that. Like if you look up the Black Terror, wow. like they did an entire thing just using public Isn't domain. Pirates? No, it he he's like a very much a fant the Phantom kind of esque oh, superhero. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But like they did do this. Like I forgot. Oh fuck, I can't remember his name. But like he did like an, a big thick omnibus just using public domain superheroes. And there's that's dope. You can do that. <laughs> just saying. All right, putting it out there. Go yeah. on. We're gonna we're gonna you know play with these toys and fucking yeah. make shit like. Yeah, uh, you know, there, it's, it's there like are options that happened, out there like, for people who want to create things. It feels uh, like something happened in the nineties, you know, like in cinema, where like they stop, you stop getting shit like the Goonies or, or like the Blues Brothers, and you started getting, yeah, you know, generic action. Yeah, like even the sequels to like Terminator turned into this like formulaic sort of weird mess. Like, make sure you mention this part. Make sure you mention this part. Gotta say Skynet. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you gotta give them the familiar thing because that's what they want. They want that thing that they liked the last time. But you don't like that's the thing that they don't understand is you don't know what you like until you fucking encounter it. And yeah. so much of this is garbage. Well, like it's start, you know, you know, like a Sturgeon's uh, uh, law, like Sturgeon's dictum. Hmm. It's ninety percent. Theodore Sturgeon was a sci-fi writer, and, um, and a damn good one too. Good. Yeah. One of the best. And he straight up was just like, yeah, ninety percent of like science fiction is shit. But you, you're like there for the ten percent, and then he has like the like his adjustment for that is ninety uh, percent of everything is shit. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't devote any energy or time to something that you know you just don't think is done in good faith or like you don't like. You like even if it's just a matter of taste, like you don't have to shit on it. Yeah, like you know, like I'll dunk on stuff, but I really have a hard time dunking on art and like things that people create because I know that a lot of work went into it. Unless it's pretty fucking obvious, you didn't do the work. Yeah. Or like you plagiarize, in which case, holy shit. Okay, so we're under a tornado watch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pouring down rain here, no, man. No, no, no. Like, okay, I could I could see in the basement before from the light coming out of the window. It just got fucking dark in here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger episode. The wind's picking up a little bit. I think, is this as good a place to edit it as any? I mean, like... Probably yeah. you should go like hunker down someplace. <laughs> it's getting interesting. And uh, all right, no well, uh, survive. You got anything to <laughs> find Tune out next, next week or not? Tune in next week. Life I'll give you guys the passwords. Don't worry. It's, it's... <laughs> but yeah, that, fuck. That is that was. Did you ever? It's like. 238 in the afternoon we're recording yeah. this it shouldn't be like eclipse like doom dark outside your house. <laughs> and, and, if you, and if you hear something weird it's the pit bull underneath my desk who's panting and freaking out because oh my god thunder oh, right? oh, what, what a vicious baby. breed these are these are the most dangerous animals on earth oh my god They'll start barking soon. Anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah, Dan, do you got anything uh, to promote? Uh, what is there? Uh... Uh, you can always check me out at cyberpunklibrarian.com. I basically started to give up on Twitter because God damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> so if I you're into that. if you're into like a federated uh, social networking services, you can find me at cyberpunklibrarian at hackers.town. It's a Mastodon instance. And if you don't know what Mastodon is, well, okay, that's probably fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that, like, that's, that's probably metal? the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah, are, are you are you talking about like uh, the, the what's that? The mammoth. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. Mastodon is this sort of like decentralized Twitter, um, where it does a lot of the same thing that Twitter does. Except uh, the cool thing about it is you can set up your own Mastodon instance, and then you can make it talk to other Mastodon instances around the world or whatever. And if one Mastodon instance happens to be run by fucking Nazis, you can just block everything from that, and no one will ever see it on your on your system. Okay. It's great. Cool. That's okay. So, yeah. Okay. So I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's, it's one of those things. that's probably going to be awesome until it's completely wrecked by something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm still on LL. Now that's where I'm um, at. <laughs> yeah, I'm still on LL. Uh, okay, seek me out on LO. I'm just kidding. I, someone follows me on LO every so often. It's like, holy shit, why? Yeah. I leave. I actually. That's the only social network I have where I leave the fucking like notifications <laughs> on because, the, like, whenever it happens, I check it. And it's like the two satellites talking in that uh, football in the year 17,773. <laughs> it's like that many days between messages. It's so fucking good. Uh, yeah, so yeah, seek him out. Go to his website. Check out his stuff. He's got a podcast too. Yes. Um, and we're super, super happy to have you. Um, Thank so, you so oh, much. Thank you, Thank you for joining us. back on. Oh, yeah. Um, and we have websites and things. Um, we have a uh, neondystopia.com, which is where you get all the articles and the goodness yes. and then the, the stuff and the, the frustrations of, uh, trying to run it. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Uh, the membership yeah. is still going to be turned off until we, uh, yeah. full revamp, which things are funky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, see. Aesop, come on down, buddy. Technology. How's it work? Oh, it doesn't. That's the problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I was promised jetpacks. We also have a <laughs> Neon Dystopia at Neon Dystopia on Twitter. Um, yes. We got the Low Life Podcast uh, is on Twitter at T. Uh, God, I fucked this up every Try week again. now. Like, this is at L0WL1F3THE. We, we are there. Um, the, the, the podcast logo is the thing. And it's uh, where you find out about the pro pre-show. You know, where if you're listening to this, uh, you may have just been listening to it. And thank you for hanging out. Um, the, where I got, I'm on Mixed Luck. We're going to put all this stuff in the links in the description. So yeah, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be really, good. we'll get you all caught up. What else do we have? We got a fucking Patreon. That's the important one. Patreon.com oh, yeah. slash, uh, slash Neon. And uh, yeah, tell us about it. Yeah. Thank you for the uh, new pa- new patrons. Uh, yes. I usually I don't like saying the ones who actually have like names because you know privacy. Yeah. But uh, thank you, the what the hell is your name? Cyber Dandy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Cyber Dandy. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Cyber Dandy. We're not trying to dox you. No. Yes, no. They want us to call you something different. Messages, uh, and we'll we'll put that out there because I'd oh. love to thank you me, um, on the podcast. Let me make sure it's actually his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold yeah. on. I might have to edit this part. <laughs> No, we're keeping it in. Oh, good, uh, good, good, good. good. <laughs> yeah, we we are the naked lunch. We are. Well, my shit's not loading. So, whoever you okay, are, cool. thank you good very much. Thank you, everyone. You're it's, you it's fucking phenomenal, fantastic. Channel and uh, what are you on? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Discord. Uh, you'll find the link to a Discord for uh, Neon Dystopia Gaming Club in below. And I mean. Guys, come on, please join. I, I I want someone to play video games with. I'm not <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah. Yeah. Can't just be sitting at home smoking weed, playing Hades. I'm watching the games until he dies playing. Oh.